Joey, he takes him to a cockfight. He takes him to prostitutes. And he's like, no. He's like, no, this is living clean. This is living clean. We're not, we're not, we're not getting high. We're not drinking. We're not doing nothing. We're living clean. But you got to fucking live. <laughs> Listen up, Scoop Coast to your host. With the most Chris Smith as he boasts. We toast as we roast. Any little problem and we'll fix it in post. Plain devil's advocate as he hits you with jokes. Can it be sitting next to me? Adney, your baby's dad, and he's spitting comedy magically. Schooling all your comic book wannabes, you're gonna be hit with a hook or turn your face into a tragedy. It's leaving me with chemistry. Rapping recipes and melodies, remembering me. Using dark humor as weaponry. Mentally, I'll to know your dirty thoughts like an entity. No empathy, it's credibility. Discussing history, legacy, ethnicity, destiny. You forgot the lyrics for a minute. <laughs> You go on vacation for a week and you forget the lyrics. Here got holocast. I need when you now. And we're gonna go with alcoholicast and the Bobby Kelly Adney. That's close enough. I've been gone for a week. That was pretty close. This is the alcohol cast. We are your hosts. I'm Chris Smith. And to my right I got Adney. To the left. To the left. You have Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Guy? <laughs> Who the fuck is that? You do none. You record none. You fucking um, none. You have Steve Yogg's Borghese. Fucking podcast. Nothing. How'd you, you like that meme I made? Where pretty good. I cut his face perfectly to where he oh, had that meme you John made Snow's hair. Yeah. <laughs> I figured you'd laugh at that. I usually like what make the head. What app is that? It's this stupid cut and paste app that I got. You have to fucking you cut with your it finger. Or? No, it's free. Wow. But you have to cut it with your finger. So well, you have to, I imagine. What else takes, are you going to cut it with? But it takes forever. <laughs> I mean, you should be able to like click the face and it should be outlined Can you like you. zoom in? It didn't get you. You can zoom in everything. And then you just slowly like etch it on the I think it should have gone viral by now and it hasn't. disappointing. Dude, it's his face, the way that I made it look, it looks like he's staring at the Night's King. It's so I guess like there's not enough good. there's not enough crossover fans between MMA and Game of Thrones. I guess. I, dude, seriously, <laughs> what the fuck is that about? You'll do none. So Connor <laughs> has a role in Game of Thrones, just in case you didn't see the post, because I know that there's people out there that will listen to a podcast, but don't get on Instagram or Facebook. The, p- people like that exist. I'm not one of them. But people like that <laughs> exist. Just um, talking. So we shit. had a meme. Uh, Adney, Adney's idea, but Stevie actually created it. You, well, you tell. Ad, him. Well, Adney, yeah, Adney told me. He said, "Hey, can you create this fucking meme for me?" I said, "Shoot, man, throw it to me." You know what's funny? Adam wrote me today. Hey, create me a meme, bro. Oh, and you're the he, meme creator. Yeah, now, he dude. wrote me right personally, and he sent it to me. He sent me what he wanted to send me. And what, dude? He made me so mad. So listen. <laughs> <laughs> so. He said, wants me to fucking make a meme out of his text that some girl sent him. It doesn't, there's no context. That's what I said. I was like, that's not a meme. Yeah. That's, that's not a meme. He's like, no, but do you see what she said? It's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's not a meme. This is peacocking. You could be, oh. you could make a post about how cool you are, but, but you can't fucking, that's not like. By the way, <laughs> P-Fowl is what we do. P-Fowling. A peacock. Peacocks are females and males together. Because a P-Fowl is a male. Really? Yep. Who the fuck did you learn that I from? I went to the animal fucking oh area. And they told <laughs> me. Yeah. You went to the Oh, because you're a piece of shit? Because you like to watch animals in the cage? And I was also like, hey, babe, look. Oh, my God. Alcoholic ass peacocks. And I was like, actually, that's a peafowl. And the female is this. I'm like, hey, babe, alcoholic ass peacock. <laughs> fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Just because you know animals. But, uh, yeah, Adam wrote me. Bitch, like, you work at a prison, an animal prison. You're not better than me. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Fucking blackfish ass bitch. <laughs> so, so Adam, <laughs> Adam was like, "Hey, make this into a meme." I was like, "He sent me a screenshot 
of text. Uh, of text. But what pissed me off is I think he wanted you to make a punchline for it. Like he you, did that you too. Think of a movie. He asked me how is this punchline. I was like, you come up with the punchline. I'll make the meme if you want it. And uh, what pissed me off, he, he took a screenshot of it, but he he took the screenshot with like the gray. So he wanted me to to show the gray text, okay? But the gray it text was her. above. There was no blank spaces between the two gray texts. So, like, the bottom there was space, but the up top one hit, it cut off at the top. So it looked like a cut off gray, and then you could see the words. I'm like, no, screenshot it to where there's blank white spaces between. That way I can cut it down and then screenshot it again, and I can have giant white spaces make the meme, and then it'll text me in the middle. And he kept... He didn't know what I was saying. And I screenshotted it myself and explained to him. I screenshotted our conversation and said, look, this is what I need. I need two spaces there so I can shrink it and resize it to make it look like a proper fucking thing. Took forever. Mm-hmm. Finally, said, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm like, ding, ding, ding. What do we have for him, Johnny? I was like, you fucking so moron. You ha- you gave, so you gave him a hack joke. Yep. Nice. Yep. Whatever. He he wanted he a hack meme. He, he deserved a hack joke. joke. <laughs> so uh, he wanted me Fucking to put. He wanted me to put because it was a Fucking chick. Here, no, I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it. Hey, this is what he wanted. Fucking he wanted amateurs. everyone to know about this. We're <laughs> <laughs> doing him okay. a favor. He's probably gonna be mad that I'm reading it, but I don't even care because this. Is he's, no, he's gonna be mad that we just talked a bunch of shit. Okay. <laughs> he's gonna be so happy you're reading. He goes. Uh, it was my pleasure and thank you. Your dick is or with that with that with that I heart face. Um, your dick is huge and your sex is seriously so romantic. Oh I was blown God. away by the whole thing. Or this a meme be a great meme. Jesus. Blown away the whole time. That a meme, dude. <laughs> She's all, he, just, he just wants to have people. He just wants to be like, look what somebody look said what to me. He said, "I have a nice cock." You want to try it? to me. You want to try my cock? Watch myself with my mouth is really open. To try my cock. <laughs> so it says, "You're something else. I can't even explain." And he's like, "Hey, hey, hey make this into a meme for me, bro." That's and it. Then, and he says, uh, "There wasn't any more." No, what else? That was it. And he says, "He's all. He's all. Blocker number and put when you play the pussy like a harp with the harp emoji." So I make it right, and I'm uh, searching, and I'm like, at, I go to look at my phone. I'm like, "Is my phone updated all the way?" There is no harp emoji. I, yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, yeah. There's none. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I fucking call him mad. Because <laughs> you've been searching for ten I was, minutes. I was, I was, I've been fucking make. I'm at the airport. I could be fucking doing shit, and I'm searching for this harp emoji, and there is none. And I was like, dude, you just wasted hell of my time. He goes, it's your day off, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, but that's not the fucking point. <laughs> you wasted oh, my motherfucking time. The only way that could be funny if like, you try to make it like a self-deprecating thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you know you didn't give her the good dick, but she nice anyways. Ooh, and then say go. that and then post that. Something like that. Yeah. Or that's like, better, or do it yeah. from the girl's perspective. It's like when he's fucking like... When he sucks in bed, but you know you're trying to get him that trap baby or something. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> <laughs> trap baby, I forgot about that. And he's I all forgot about <laughs> trap baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he, th- that fuck you, Adam. Like you piece of shit. But we love you. I hope you made it to California safe. But where were you? I heard you had a vacation or something. I didn't see you for fucking ever. I done did. You were like barely Actually, even on out, the like, group I chat. Mean, no offense to Dak and her parents. I'm sure they're fine, but. <laughs> <laughs> going going to Texas he's to meet a girl's right parents now. is not a vacation. Uh, that's that's a job. Yeah, that's a job. So he true. had a oh, job. I beg to differ. Hold on, Annie. Oh, the zoo. Wow. No, not even the zoo. <laughs> that's oh, you're such a piece of shit. You're that's not even the name of the podcast. Oh, the zoo. Dot, dot, dot. Wow. <laughs> no, that doesn't you know, count for a whole I, vacation. You flew into Austin, right, to go to that comedy Oh, show. you went to the Hipsterville in Texas. <laughs> yeah, it is the Hipsterville. But it dude, definitely but, is. But, <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm why? But <laughs> <there's actually laughs> guys, I know but listen, listen, this comedy show, Esther Foley's, 
they fucking ragged on hipsters. Republic, dude, it was the best <laughs> comedy trope. Is this place called Esther Follies? Dude, I oh. went in underestimating it. It was the funniest fucking thing ever. It was all parodies of songs. They had, you know, like they had um, Small Town Girl by uh, Journey. Okay. And they had a, a fucking super hipster liberal falling in love with a hella right wing Republican. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> just a redneck girl. But it was like way fucking good, dude. I'm sure. Yeah. Just a liberal boy. And dude, it was amazing. The whole show was so fucking goddamn funny. One guy came out as Bush and he's, he was acting like fucking, uh, <laughs> he was Bob Ross. So he's. <laughs> <laughs> it was Bob Ross. That's the best sketch idea fucking ever, dude. Because that motherfucker is so proud of his paintings. He's wearing a French hat and a fucking turtleneck, a black <laughs> turtleneck. <laughs> and he looked like fucking. He was old. He was the only old guy in the show, and he played Bush. He dude. is super like. Because George Bush is like a super Man. like hardcore artist now. My daddy yeah, said dude. I can paint this. Oh, dude, it was so fucking funny. And this other guy came out like, "What we want to do with Texas? Like, We're gonna turn Texas into five different states." <laughs> and then he's like, he's all uh, like, T said at the top, like the cutoff. He goes, "D, that's for the top of Texas." was... <laughs> 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 Fucking hilarious the whole show. Bro. I went in there completely underestimating and I lost my shit. I'm like, dude, they ripped, ripped on Trump. So fucking bad. Their Trump was What's so funny, funny is that they definitely voted for Trump. They're, well they're that super liberal villain Austin. Well Austin, but yeah. I mean that that's a red super state. Super si- yeah, anyways, it's a red state, yeah. but that's yeah, the, super the state, state city. Like the electoral votes for the state went to um, Yeah, because dude, they're hella just super they were making fun of hipsters hella bad. They came out and like we had one black guy playing Obama. Like, they fucking ripped on <laughs> all of politics. And you guys would have loved right it, man. I knew because Dak and I and her dad and mom, they were, we were laughing so hard. Underestimated it. Then we go into this fucking super, like, uh, rock and roll bar. Awesome. We play pool. Her dad and I were fucking, it's like, chicks. Is this the first night? This is the first night. Hold on. And uh, what pissed me off is when we went into this fucking bar, it was awesome, cool, and we were going to get food. And Dak went out and says, I went to go pay, and uh, her dad's like, no, I'm paying sort of thing, you know. But I look like a badass, so that was good. And he was like, in the in the eight years I've known some other buddy else's boyfriend, I've never <laughs> seen him offer once to pay for anything, and my, me first day. No, so I forcefully paid for breakfast. Me first day. <laughs> But uh, good yeah. for you. Wait, yeah, yeah, first day like you try the shit. Yeah, first day you try the hardest. I mean, yeah. third day. I mean, <laughs> shit. <laughs> this is we'll take you the third day. <laughs> That's how you really get to know someone. <laughs> but uh, she went down there and tried to pay for the or, like get the food, and the dudes were just hella dickish. Like there were four, it was like four hamburgers, and they were like, "It's gonna be like forty-five minutes. You're gonna order that much food." Two dudes in the kitchen. Like motherfucker, forty-five minutes for four hamburgers. No one else was eating. Like that's fucking ridiculous, dude. That's the and it's like had, a bar. Had, it's a bar, dude. They had like, like burgers and fries. That's what you do. Yeah, that's like the one and fries, thing you that's do. That's what Marion does. <laughs> <laughs> like they're probably like they had a bunch of cows to tip over. Yeah, <laughs> they were so busy. Stupid. Got they some, had a bunch of hail to bay. <laughs> I got some wings. Hail to bay. Hail to bay. Ugh, I got some fucking wings. God, maybe if you were just, maybe if you didn't just just fucking live all your life in Portland, maybe you'd know something. Yeah, you I'm fucking a- liberal <laughs> douche. <laughs> Remember, fucking get out of your fucking liberal. Where are you going, Canada? <laughs> you leaving on Christmas? Still my favorite joke of the whole podcast. Um, dude, I fucking I was so pissed off. I didn't even want to pay for anything. I just wanted to leave. I'm like, these fucking assholes are gonna be that bitch of dick. They don't deserve our business. But I mean, the oh, place is cool. you. we had we had fucking fun. Uh, went over to the, their, their parents' house in Corpus. We went out on the ate on the fucking Gulf of Mexico, like right on the fucking beach. Cause right there, That's pretty dude. Sweet. Went to this place called H E B, which is like a Walmart there, except 
Dude, you don't even, it's right by Mexico, so it's all through a fresh tortilla machine mm. uh, that comes out, spin out nice. fresh tortillas, wham, 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 wham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what the fuck? And I look at Delaney, I'm like, this is exciting. And she goes, you want a sample? I'm like, I want all the fucking samples. <laughs> Line them up. <laughs> she brought me hella said, dude, I'm eating them. It was the greatest tortillas I've ever had in my fucking life. All fucking fresh. They were hella cool. All He's the fruit, so dude, all the fruit there goes bad and it's super cheap. Oh, the, the, the bottle, how much do you think the bottle of Coca-Cola is here? It's like the a glass. dollar. No, what do you mean? The glass? glass? What do you mean? The glass cornflakes. Like, like a liter? Bucks. A liter it's like two bucks. No, no, like the glass. Dollar seventeen. Oh, the glass. Dollar seventeen oh. there. Everything's hella cheap because Mexico's right there, so they ship it over. All the fruit, everything, everything's farmed. All it's it's Walmart, except everything's fucking farm to table. They don't have the oh, food. It's not in season. Like right there, and yeah. because it's all high humidity, they don't have crazy like, they not, don't have oh, snow. Oh, it's not going to be like that for long because that wall's going up apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that wall just got 10 feet high. Dude. Sorry, Corpus Christi, but you're, fuck, you're losing. <laughs> I've never, dude, I've never had this good of fruit in my fucking life. I ate an apple. I'm like, whoa, this... I can chew through it. There, and I, I got an apple from the airport. This right? is what apples are supposed to yeah, taste like? because I ate an apple from the airport afterwards, Ugh. and it tasted like wax. It, it, looked, it, it bit off like wax. <laughs> airport <laughs> apples, dude? You pathetic. <laughs> Piece of garbage. <laughs> like, All right, All right. goddamn. <laughs> I'm not even taking Starbucks' banana. It's <laughs> like, the healthiest <laughs> thing at an airport is like Cinnabon. Like, <laughs> 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 you guys are going to McDonald's? Fuck that. Where are you going? Cinnabon. I'm fucking eating hell. <laughs> uh, but dude, the fruit, I'd never had fruit this good in my fucking life. The place was hella cool. I expected Texas instantly in my, oh, you know, Chris was born in Corp Corpus Christi. Yeah, yeah, the exact know. place that he fucking went to. I was only there for like a year and I only have one memory of it, but I mean, it's something. Yeah. Uh, but everyone there, I expected to see Trump stickers. Were you molested? I definitely <laughs> was not what? molested. Is that why you left? I said he had one memory. I figured it was traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> you have a memory at one? Yeah, it better be traumatic. <laughs> Unless, God damn, good job. Um, I, I, I thought it was all going to be super Republican, fucking right wing, fucking Trump supporter. Everyone kept wearing hats. Not at all. It looked all like right. I was. In, it looked like well, I was in Sacramento. You were in Austin. Yeah. Well, well, Corpus Christi. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, um, Corpus Christi, I felt might have been a little bit more a little redneck bit, than Austin. How far was Austin from Corpus? Two hours. Oh, okay. Um, and then Damn we drove nice. out to San Antonio. We went to. How we, far was San Antonio? Two hours away. Damn. So they're like kind of like away from everything. Yeah. And they're at the very bottom, dude. The fucking Six Flags is right there, 30 minutes away from a friend's house. Where's her friend? You, we drove to the mall. You drive to the mall like Galleria, right behind Galleria, Six Flags. Oh, roller coaster right there. Literally, you you just walk walk past the mall, go to the go to the Six Flags, and it's the sickest Six Flags I've ever seen. The sickest rides. It was fucking awesome, man. It was beautiful, except the weather. I didn't like humidity. Dak, yeah, humidity Dak loves sucks. it. Really? Because like, it's, it's good for her skin. She has hella dry skin. So she was like, this is fucking perfect. I want to move here. She like, keeps getting semen on it. <laughs> no way, dude. I hate humidity. It's all sticky. Like, dude, as soon as you get out of the shower, you're already I sticky. Fucking, like, no, dude, cool. humidity <laughs> When I was in Massachusetts, that's how it was. The whole entire time I was up there, it was just straight humidity so it'd be like 60 uh, yeah well i hate the fucking snow so but it move on felt like <laughs> fucking, it felt like 110 like it was so brutal yeah so yeah. um then we went out to san antonio i got to meet her friends fucking puppy i was playing with it the whole time oh i bet you like playing got with this, puppies got these badass fucking shirts and i got two stranger things shirts <clears throat> where oh just at that hot mall? topic hot oh. topic is all pop culture now they have they have i know that 
Attack on Titan shirts, everything, dude. I was like, this is fucking crazy. It's all pop culture now. It's not gothic. Yeah. Didn't you grab something's tongue or something? I knew oh, you were going to wrap right. it up without talking? This motherfucker no, 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 sent no, no, us no. at least I'm 20 not, I'm, not, oh, okay. I'm not wrapping it up. That was 20 fucking Antonio. pictures well, of him with that's his fucking cute hand. that he wants you to wrap <laughs> it up. <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> no, 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 it's not my cue. So I was just th- saying, I thought you were wrapping they were like, it up. He said now to without, cover his ass. Without explaining how many fucking pictures you took and sent to the group fucking chat. Dude. Oh, the I'll same go, fucking thing. I'll call his videos up. It did look like the same video several times. I'll call that video those videos up. No, like, not I cool. My not favorite, cool. The giraffe picture was my favorite. The, the giraffe gi- one's cool. Oh, okay. give me that. <laughs> <laughs> give me that. But nothing else. Dude, Dak's photo of her yelling with the fucking uh, the zebra? zebra is the funniest picture yeah, I've ever seen. Didn't do it for me. It's just, dude, I, like, I knew that that was just so forced. Look like, at, no, it wasn't. No, yeah, no, no that was not. You're just sitting there like, yeah, no, 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 That was derp comedy. No, no. Exactly. <laughs> that was not force at all. That was real reaction. Her friend I'm just got telling it. you, that's how I it felt. It looked like it. But you look, we're all taking pictures, right? And Dak is scared shitless the entire time. She's really? fucking freaking out. Yeah. So she looks over, and as her friend's taking a snapshot, Dak sees the fucking zebra in front of her. That's where her hand's like this. She's like, like this, freaking out. It was so it was, all, it was too perfect. It made me believe that yeah. it was fake. And then <laughs> her friend was in the front seat crying. She couldn't show her the picture. She was laughing so fucking hard. Of how perfect it was, dude. And I was like, you have to send me that right fucking now. It was the best fucking camera shot ever. Uh, the coolest part for me was the ostrich eating out of my hand because they're fucking terrifying. They are. Hell, a quick snap. I got two of them. I took, I got another black one, right? Came to me and I'm snap pictures and I got it fucking right when it puts its fucking beak into my hand. I got it. Oh, how like it fucking attacked the shit out of your palm too. It fucking just bam, wham, <laughs> just super quick. Uh, and then, yeah, the coolest part was at the end, how many people get to say they fed a fucking giraffe? Especially with the sign that says, do not feed the giraffes. <laughs> I picked hella grass, and I'm like, fuck this, her friend and I, we're breaking all the rules, dude. <laughs> like, lean over the giraffe, like, wraps his tongue around your hand, it's super soft, and then, like, gets it out of your hand. I didn't give a fuck, though, dude, I was super excited. I let it wrap its tongue around my hand, like, eight times. I was pumped, dude. <laughs> so I got to feed a giraffe, hang out with a bunch of animals, hang out with zebras, Oh, dude, it was it was a epic vacation, and I got first class on the flight. It's only worth going. Why you got first mm, class? Yeah, first yeah. class huh? for what? Why? Just cause I, I'm, I'm on standby. Than you peasants. I'm on standby, and they put you in first class if there's a seat open. Standby is any open seat you take. And my friend works there, so he'll put me on a certain thing to where it's like first class. I take the first class first, and then get whatever I can afterwards. So, like, I got first class to Cancun, and that was the sickest thing ever. I paid four hundred bucks. By myself. But you have to wait at the airport all day? No. You just, if the flights, if the flight has one empty seat on there, you get it. Oh. So if you're on standby, they give a list of like people on standby. So say like this flight I just went on, there was five people on standby, there's 14 empty seats. So then when I went up there, they're like, what do you want? You want the middle, they didn't have first class. The middle in the front, middle in the middle, or middle in the back. And it's the middle in the front. I got right behind first class. So they give, if, if like you're on there first, they give you the first choice. Hmm. And uh, sometimes they don't even give you a choice. They just throw you in first class immediately. Like, I went up there, and they're like, boom, printed out my ticket, handed me first class. I was like, money. And then got on first class. Yes, Mr. Borghese, what the fuck can we do for it? <laughs> oh, you're so cool. First class on Southwest doesn't mean shit. No, it's <laughs> American, not oh, Southwest. Oh, 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 now we're going oh, up. Shit, oh, shit. Dude, Bert Frankster even said fly American. No, he said this fly is- Jet Blue. He did? Oh, yeah. No, on this one he said fly. He's like he flies he American. He flies American now, but yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. I know. I fly know. Jet Blue, yeah, because it's cheap. That's what you said. Oh, this is so worthy of podcast time. I know. Jeez, oh, calm no. down. My vacation was awesome. <laughs> I had a fucking blast. 
I, I'm, I highly suggest going out to Corpus Christi. It's fucking sweet, dude. Yeah, dude, I'm definitely going to make my way back out there just because it was my birthplace. Now I like, don't know anything about yeah. it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's my birthplace. I need to get back home. <laughs> also, our parents move every year to a new place to work because we're out of construction. So we're just going to go out there. Every single place that they move next time, they're doing uh, New Orleans. Or Louisiana, like right near New Orleans. Louisiana. No, so and Chris is like, we going. <laughs> you tell oh, Dak, we going. We go. <laughs> so I mean, you just went on this fucking trip or whatever. How'd you have any time to watch fucking the new series? Because I watched it in the airport. I used my phone as a hotspot. What? Do you have unlimited data? Ooh, technology. What? No. Count Olaf. We're gonna fucking get you soft. Count Olaf. We're gonna eat some motherfucking rice peel off counter lines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they say very specifically several times in the show that that rhymes. <laughs> so, finally, man, I have been waiting for a new fucking series to binge on. I'm not even gonna fucking lie. Like, I've Watch Marin, bitch. Skimming. I found another one. I do. I found okay, one. you're right. I do need to watch Girl Crimes, bitch. Dude, I tried um, watching the Michael Chase special with Ree, and I think it was because Ree, she was bringing me down. So I didn't like the special. Like I didn't. I only got to like ten minutes, and then we switched it. So like neither one of us were like engaged in it, and I just don't think that that reflects poorly on the special at all. It reflects poorly on women and, and their garbage gender <laughs> That's because not they drag everything down. Every piece of uh, entertainment, it's just they just fucking they hate. They just don't appreciate it. You you said that. <laughs> you just no, but she does have horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible taste in fucking shows. But anyways, I was Dude, so fucking so <laughs> Dude, the best part. Like you missed some of the best fucking parts. There's one joke I just got to say. It's super small. Oh, Michael Chase. Well, I'm gonna watch I know, it. I'm so just gonna tell you matter. one about his brother being. He's like my brother's a cop. I don't hang out with him. He's always, I don't fuck with him. You know, I can't be fucking with him. Even at Thanksgiving, you know, we'll be sitting out like, I'm reaching for the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets hella mad. <laughs> Which is fucking so good, dude. But there are so uh, many fucking... No, t- I'm, I know I'm going to love it. That's the thing that we're noticing now. I Because I've just moved in with Reed. This is all new for me. Like, living with a girl. Oh, no. Death. But it's I have like... Oh, no, death. It's the fucking right now, <laughs> Our biggest fucking, like... Um, what do you want for dinner? If, oh. No, it's not dinner or anything. I, I give her everything for dinner. I'm like, what do you want for dinner? You you do it. You she do actually it. has decisions? Yeah. Yeah, she's actually really great the at making decisions. The only girl ever that could decide like, on that. So, like, we have, we have to get these bar stools and shit, and I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want anything to do with it, because she's just sending me all these links, and I'm like, no, I don't give a fuck, because I picked the first one, then the second one, then the third one, and then she made me pick between one, two, and three, and I was like, no, you, you pick the bar stool. You do it all. But... The one thing that we have a really fucking big problem on is TV shows and fucking movies because she wants to sit there and watch Gilmore Girls or Gossip oh. Girls or uh, Grey's Anatomy oh. or fucking Friends. Like, Friends that, is the one that I That is like kinda... a fucking, like, a marathon of shit. Grey's Anatomy Coming up in like, 9 Central. Shit. Grey's Anatomy is like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then midnight stay tuned for more shit. Okay, so, like, Gilmore Girls... Don't like it. Think it's really, uh, but I get it. I get why. I understand. Charmed. Jason Gilmore. Jason Gilmore. The only reason Gilmore Girls. Gossip. Gossip Girl. Jesus fucking Christ. What's wrong with you? Crazy Anatomy. That's such a fucking lonely housewife show. 
There's like 28 episodes a season. Fucking horrible. And there's like five seasons. Garbage. Don't fucking go. Fuck you with your dated ass Game of Thrones television show. She will not watch Game of Thrones. Doesn't like it. The whole time singing Gamor, Gamor, Gamor. I lose my mind. Do not watch Game of. So we have this huge fucking thing. Like entertainment is so hard for us. What's the other show he said? He said another show. It doesn't matter. Shit. Friends. More shit. After is after Friends. Yeah, Friends. Gotta think of another. Charmed. In defense of Charmed. Melissa <laughs> 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 Milano, oh, fucking Milano. smoke show. She is fucking smoke show. I kind of find the yeah, sister, the sister that can like fucking levitate things. My mommy's love his show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say too. <laughs> So what, but the other what year did the show come out? Of your mom's <laughs> out? Hey, it doesn't Parker. matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Smoke show. Smoke show. So anyways, it's really hard for us to find a fucking TV series or a movie that we both are going to actually enjoy. And then finally we have a series of unfortunate events that we all knew was being made by Netflix. We just didn't know when it was going to be. We knew NPH was going to be in it, too. We knew NPH was going to be in it. He's actually the biggest producer on it, so he put up a lot of fucking money for the fucking show to be made. And he sings the theme song. Yeah, yeah, he does sing. He does. I'm pretty indifferent on that theme song. Like, it fits the show for sure. It just didn't ever, like, really, like, grasp me, like, all these other, like, like Game of Thrones or something like that. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing touches the Game of Thrones But it's okay. Like, whatever. I I enjoyed it. But But you can literally sing to that song, even though it doesn't have lyrics <laughs> <laughs> I was just stoked to finally fucking find a show that me and Marie both were going to enjoy because she had watched the movie I'd watched the movie she had read all the books I read, read all the books most of the books I don't want to say thir- she swears up and down that she's read all 13 I I feel my it's mind like those people that say they read all of Game of Thrones I'm like there's still two books in the <laughs> they're like oh I mean up to the where you know the author not George up the to, author stopped up, writing yeah <laughs> up to you know up to book four <laughs> so I'm, I'm caught up are you so <laughs> Where I break off with a series of unfortunate events is when they're in a hotel. That was that's the last story that's in mind. Like they're in some sort of hotel. In the books? Yeah. Like it's one of their adoptions or whatever. And that's where my 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 knowledge of it drops off. Apparently there's more stories and apparently they only got to what book? I forgot. I think it was only book four. In the, in the show, yeah. In yeah, the show in they the got show. to the fourth book, apparently. I don't know. Um I haven't read any when, of them. I oh, start I started reading them. I remember I remember reading uh, like Reptile Room. And like started the of one. Of course she did, because you were obsessed with reptiles growing up. <laughs> Still am. I don't know why you got to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> and back in the day, you always had book fairs, and no, like, no, that was like a really hot item. My fucking, I was in sixth grade. My teacher told me that I should read them because she referred to me as a very negative child. Uh, <laughs> Annie, <laughs> she's like, that's the one. Take Annie, him to the Titanic War. Annie, put your dick away. Totally different. That's a wild fucking fun kid. Annie, quit helping the reptiles. <laughs> but uh, like, she's like, you're very fucking like down fucking negative kid. It's like, oh, sorry. That's, that's sorry you have mental issues and you don't care about them. <laughs> that's that's the last thing I would refer you to. Like, yeah, go read this book where these children just keep yeah, getting like, yeah, that's what That's what I'm saying. Like, people don't give a fuck about your mental health when maybe, you're a kid. Yeah, maybe if you read it, you won't, you won't feel so bad about your life. <laughs> like, maybe that's, feel, that's probably what it was. And she was like, you're such a negative kid. You should read these books because they're nothing but negativity. That's something very negative like, to say to a child. Oh, this might be a bit that you're doing. This sounds like you're ripping on me. Oh, you know what? You know what? I'll fucking take you up on that. <laughs> and I read, uh, I read like the first couple. God yeah, damn, I read with a the couple fucking too. jokes like that teacher. You remember you book fairs though? Like that was the thing oh, for yeah, all yeah, of us, yeah, right? Yeah, Not yeah, just yeah, me. That, yeah, that yeah, teacher's yeah. rude. Okay, you gonna go? Yeah, yeah. You gonna go back to that class? 
fuck yeah, it's the funniest fucking teacher I've ever met in my life. <laughs> it's like fucking time to go with the doctor. I volunteer over there now. <laughs> I go in there, but I don't even donate. I make up problems to go in there. <laughs> Uh, but uh, back to the actual uh, show. The show. Right. So everyone was uh, stoked. I, I was fucking stoked. So we, so we were all stoked. talking about it. And what's funny is I assumed that because Dax said to me after I was like, oh, I fucking love it. She said that all her friends, everyone that she knows, said they hate it. And I'm like, what? That's fucking stupid because everyone in the group chat she is needs all to stop like, surrounding herself with really bad people. Ree was very indifferent on it for the first like four or five episodes as well because she fell in love with Jim Carrey's character. Oh, yeah. Who goes okay, so time out real quick. So Reed didn't like it. Dakota's all of her friends, who I'm assuming are females. There's a pattern here. Yeah, you, guys really are acknowledging it. you guys refuse to acknowledge no. it. You keep saying I'm an asshole. I'm non-binary. I'm non-binary. Abby, I'm non-binary. I don't care. Check your fucking gender, Abby. <laughs> check that fucking gender. That's the gender with the problem. Which gender? Why are you assuming their gender, hey, Abby? You know what, you know Read what, rule number two. You know, you know what I think it is? You know what I think it is? Apparently, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently women don't appreciate uh, gay actors. I think that's what it is. I, I think, think they have a problem with I think women are homophobic. I think they have a problem with MPH's life choices. Okay, have you seen his it's kids? They're choice. adorable. They're adorable. Not choice. No, I, I think. How oh, dare you say yeah, choice? Yeah. You I said choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm editing mine out. Said shit. <laughs> I think they're jealous the fact that he actually found a good man to marry and have kids with, <laughs> and these bitches will never get that because they're ungrateful, they're selfish, and they don't appreciate good art. Oh, <laughs> it's like Bill Burr in the beginning of Jesus. Yeah, I needed a dude for a week once. How was it? Oh, it was awesome, man. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't argue about nothing. You want a barbecue? Yeah, of course. You want, you want to watch this game? Yeah. Except that was Zombie. Yeah, right? Zombievers, yeah. yeah. Such a good movie, dude. <laughs> I rewatched that part with that evidence just dude, to watch it. Burr then, kills it. Yeah, he does. And he was only on the screen for three, three minutes. Three and a half minutes. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, you see that deer? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't see that deer. A <laughs> <laughs> hey, quick little uh, side note. Burr Special comes out the 31st for oh, all of our so listeners out there on Netflix. That. We're special reviewing comes that. Out the 31st. Probably going to yeah. be the best of 2017. Probably. Dude, one of now, best. what I want to know is, is it his MSG one or is it a different one? Because I don't know. It's going to be the one that we went and saw. This is a that great was review. why it was touring. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But anyways, that's why I said side note. <laughs> hey, back on I the know, path. I love giving you shit. First off, we're all fans of Neil Patrick Harris. MPH is the shit. Yeah, I love him. Starship, also, not fucking troopers. Out, we're also, okay, we're also huge fans of Jim Carrey. And he was awesome in the original oh, movie. Dude. But the movie was bad. The, the movie original, was bad. You have to acknowledge Agreed. that. Like, watch it again as an adult. If you know anything about, if you like, if you've watched enough movies, you're like, oh wow, I'm noticing a lot of really bad patterns in this film. Yeah, and it's Emily just, Browning though, fuck, dude, she was there, like 12. I don't care, Abby. I was 12. Hot. So fucking hot. No, you so weren't. No, I wasn't, but I could pretend I was. <laughs> <laughs> she was so hot. She is so hot, and they She's picked Ma- uh, Melina fucking Wiseman plays the new girl in it and she looks dead on like Emily Browning like Not I was like dead on no, it's she pretty close looks, she looks the lips she does similar look, that girl's also 12 and you're you why are you looking like yeah, yeah you look weird dude <laughs> Jesus Christ but here's the thing but I actually like and this is why funny? I can't be around schools is that <laughs> <laughs> And yet he doesn't have a restraining order. <laughs> yeah. I said, like, why, why do you have a restraining order? And they said, well, you've been caught in a series of unfortunate events <laughs> with your penis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Anyways, there's a 13 year difference. Just want to let you know that, uh, that, between that, the movie and the series. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. The movie came out in 04. 13 years. Damn. That's crazy. But 
That's what that girl, the girl who plays Violet, uh, she's actually in Supergirl. She played a, the young version of Supergirl in one of the very best episodes, which was in an adaptation of the storyline The Man Who Has Everything. Great. So that doesn't surprise me that she killed it in that because she killed it in this series as well. Like she's a she might not be like the prettiest little bopper or whatever. Now you can't go to school. <laughs> But no, she's in a both. How do you have a restraining order? Both the child <laughs> actors, the one that's like they did the exact opposite of what they did in the movie. Like in the movie, I felt they went for like child stars that you like somewhat knew of, whereas in this one, they just picked people that I like that they they're did. just great actors. Both of the kids do a phenomenal job. Yep, I like that they did that. Picked random people that you don't really see too much of, except what's his name from The Daily Show, fucking killed yeah, it as uh, Uncle fucking uh, what was his name? Monty. Oh, Monty, yeah, Uncle Montgomery, 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 yeah. Montgomery. Uncle Monty, uh, played by Austin Monvi, who was a correspondent on The Daily Show, and then so he's been, fucking he's been funny. A, he's, he's been in a bunch of movies and stuff. stuff. Yeah. What, what I will say though, the one things that I like that Jim Carrey did that that. Neil Patrick Harris does different. The Stefano character, I loved him more in the movie. My name is Stefano. I am an Italian man. I did get bit by a snake. That's why my mustache is a tad bit askew. <laughs> like, dude. And then when he plays Captain Sam in the fucking movie, it's so good because he's like, he's hella far away. He's so far away. And the kids are like standing outside the house and he goes, Hey, it's me, Captain Sam, your new Gordian. <laughs> yeah, stay right there, I'll come where you're too. <laughs> it's, it's the fucking best line in the whole movie. Here's the thing, it's like something that I brought up when uh, like Chris was asking people about the which they liked more. I was like, yeah, Jim Carrey, I'm not, we're not saying that he sucks or anything, just... Jim Carrey w- carried that movie on his shoulders. Uh, he huh. was, Real pun, Addy Bunny. He's the only reason why that <laughs> movie is any kind of entertaining. <laughs> Stupid. And he went a little more goofy with it. Like, he went goofy. He whereas, went the Grinch with it. He mm. went the Grinch with it. He, went, he, totally, he, he did Jim Carrey with it. He's yeah. always over the top. He's silly and he's goofy. And it's really entertaining. Like, like you just said, you reenacted and it was still funny. Yeah. After 13 years, yeah. apparently. But what Neil Patrick Harris did, I think he did try to go a little more creepy and menacing. Yeah, and I think that's it what fit I thought. The story better. Super rapey. Because he went a little rapey, and he's yeah. gay, so he <laughs> could do that. <laughs> it's not weird. Yeah, it is. So he's gonna rape the little boy instead of the girl. <laughs> Dude, and he didn't make a single advance on that little boy. <laughs> You're right. He just hit him. But what I liked about <laughs> he had no. Here's the thing. Like he did. Like I said, he, he was more menacingly, and he like it fit the story better. Like they were a little more faithful to the source material. Yep. He was creepier. And what I liked, like my, my favorite part of the entire series, was when he was Stefano, and they like, hey, we're gonna go to the movies. You wanna go? He's like, no, nah, I don't like movies. Like, are you sure? He's like. Yeah, I don't like movies. I prefer long form television to TVs, and he looks straight yeah, at the at camera. <laughs> yeah, he's all TV is way better. You can watch it all at once, and you don't get commercial breaks. <laughs> like all this shit. And I was like, oh my god, that's fucking so great. Yeah, yeah dude, dude so I wonder many... if he fought for that. <laughs> I love like when he breaks character in the show, and nobody notices. Like I yeah, he love makes that mistakes. Yeah, all like, the time. He what? makes mistakes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny, and they they did that so well. They still kept the same idea of adults are talking, you shut up children, children don't know any better. I love that they kept that, because that's all it is. That was the that's best, what it that is. The, that's like the uh, one of the best underlying themes of the entire show, the series, and the books, and everything, is that it's like what the feeling of being a kid and having something to say, and yet no one pays attention to you. The sheer fact that you are younger, people don't give a fuck what you have to say. They don't take you seriously. And what that feels like to a kid, it's like, well, this is obvious to me. And not only you're not just you're not saying, well, I disagree. You're saying literally what I say does not matter. 
you're the adult and you know fucking everything. And they hit that so well throughout the series, especially with fucking Mr. Poe or whatever, the fucking banker guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, dude, I dude, that's, how I, that's dude, why I resonated with it so much, man, because I'm in this little family feud or whatever. And it's like, this is the exact thing that I'm feeling. I'm feeling like a child and, and you guys are all adults 27. speaking. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like that's a really big uh, reason why I loved the series so much compared to when I watched the first movie. Right now, it's a lot more relatable to me than it was. Yeah, they didn't really hit that theme in the movie that mm-hmm. I remember. Like personally, I, like, I, I don't. I, like, do you like do you? Like, I don't remember that being a theme. Like, it was more of like a oh, here's a silly, goofy movie about some unfortunate shit that happens. Yet the kids still win in the end. It's just they oh, it's it's all about beat the bad guy, mm-hmm. beat the bad. It's like fucking Home Alone or something. The kids and beat the bad how guy. How about the fucking narrator? What the, I know you're gonna know his name. No, I don't. And he played Actually, the tick. The yeah, he did. He played the tick. He's super uh, fucking famous. I can't remember his fucking name either. But he does. He's also amazing. Joe Swanson in uh, Family Guy. Yeah. his most famous. Dude, thing. he does such a good job, oh, yeah. man. I love him as I the narrator. I just connected those. He has guys. such a quintessential voice. Yeah. they use it in so many fucking voice different voiceover things. He has a great soothing, calm, but like in like fucking strong voice. And his name is uh, uh, Patrick Warburton, and he plays Lemony Snicket. Who, of course, narrates the books and he narrates the show. And it, that's another really cool thing they do is a lot of shows, when somebody's adapting a source material that uh, has narration, people are afraid to do that. And it's usually, it's usually only hacking. a voiceover. And they think they're walking you hand in hand when they can do, well, they used to do a lot of narration, like with the tra- uh, trailers, like we said, but now they'll. they'll They'll stay away from it because well the show speaks for itself. We don't need to do that. Yeah. But it's such and a quintessential. Their audience is more educated. Yeah, it's, yeah. Such, the thing is like, it's such involved with the book that it's important. It's like well no to give you the book to give you like play by play from the book to the fucking screen. I'm gonna give you what the book is, and the book is the narration from mm. Lemony Snicket. So and the narration in the book, it's like it's like and like what he does in the series, the narration is like unique. It's not just. Then this is how this character is feeling, and this is a. It's not like a. Pl- it's not. He isn't. He really isn't walking you through it, holding your hand. He's in the show. He's in. It's the, like he's yeah, giving commentary, yeah. and he's like, yeah, it's like and he keeps trying to convince you to stop watching. I told you to turn away. <laughs> it gets worse. It's gonna get worse. Dude, that's what he keeps huh? getting into your. Brain. All right, it's gonna, like, get totally gonna get worse. You're not. Worse. You're not pushing stop. You need to continue watch. Oh, you don't want to listen to you're me. Binge. Always you ask for this. Even the theme song is like, turn it off. <laughs> turn this fucking show off. Turn on. away. Turn away. But, I love it, yeah, dude. Uh, Patrick Warburton, he fucking killed it. Uh, new Patrick Harris, of course, kills it. Even fucking Joan Cusack and her small role was yep. the judge. She killed it. I fucking love Joan Cus- Cusack. Yeah. Kids killed it. I think Asif Manvi was like really in a goofy, over the top, but kind of fun way. I liked him. Um, the original guy who played in the movie, uh, Doctor Montgomery, he was like the Scottish actor. He who was in, I think he was in Boondock Saints actually, but uh, he was much more like serious. He and was in Boondock Saints, yeah, and everything. And uh, I like I liked what Asif Manvi did for most, more comical most, for the most part. Anyway. It was a lot more not comical. the entire thing, but for the most part. Um, and then, of course, Alfre Woodard, who plays their aunt, who's insane now. She lives in that fucking weird house on the cliff. Uh, she fucking killed dude. it. Because she kills it in everything. Her, oh, yeah. She did so good, dude. Like, I, because I, that was, for some reason, that was the main thing that was sticking out to me from the movie was that whole entire scene or whatever. Not scene, but that, like that house, that, that place, that location. And so when it brought us back to it, I was like, oh, okay, now I'm getting something that's really familiar. And now I'm going to be able to draw these compare and contrast like Stevie was doing the whole time. And she just did such a fucking good job that I was just blown away. I was like, man, wow. Like, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I was like, man, she's. She's doing so good. So she's like, good. and she's like, 
that good in Luke Cage too because she's like one of the villains in that show. She's so she's she's an amazing actress. She yeah, really I have is. two shows of yours that I haven't watched yet. <laughs> and it's Luke Cage and uh, Black Black Mirror. Those are the two that I want to watch. I probably won't watch Daredevil. I probably won't watch Jessica Jones. I probably won't. Watch <laughs> I probably won't. Watch <laughs> but I am gonna watch Luke Cage and I am gonna watch. Uh, Black Mirror. <clears throat> Those right, sweet. But uh, overall, like, uh, so uh, I, re- I actually, I really, obviously, we're talking very well about this show. We really all really liked it. Um, of course, it's not the end. At the end of the uh, this season, it's not the end of the story. It still continues on, but they do leave it on like kind of a light note. And like, thank the God, of, there is a there is a climax. There is a strong climax towards the end of it, and. Uh, the last like kind of storyline that they follow in that warehouse was re- like it got fucking intense, mm-hmm. dude. It was like there's some crazy shit going on in this fucking story. Mm-hmm. I love how and that one. Baby, I love what they did with the baby. How like that's totally what it's supposed I, yeah. to be from the book. From the book, super yeah, it's, like it's funny because it's, it's comic magical. book. It's super kind of magical. Yeah, like all the reptiles in the reptile room are made up bullshit. Yeah, it's, but it's fun. Like I knew going into it that the baby was there because I read the books and everything. And I honestly, when I was going into it, I was like, I'm gonna have the biggest fucking problem with this fucking baby because it's gonna say <laughs> mama and it's gonna be like, oh, I have the golden key or whatever. And I was like, I'm gonna have, have a really fucking. <laughs> And uh, what I realized is throughout the show, they actually do a really good job of not making her too over the top, like too witty or whatever. It's like, no, she's still a baby. And she they murmurs, make her skills, though, over the top, yeah, which I love. Yeah, like her biting yeah. shit to like forming yeah, things. Yeah, the biting shit. Yeah, it's great. Well, I want to say real quick on that point, because like, she chews up the rock and everything. Uh, the first like five minutes of the show where it's all happy and they're, I, I found it really grating. <laughs> <laughs> like they're all like, like the perfect brother sister combo. There's yeah. kind of a weird brother sister combo. Like, At first like, I was like, is this sexual? I was on like, a gray and stormy hate this. day. This Ooh. better get unfortunate quick. <laughs> 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 and it did. It did. It did. <laughs> and I was like, I forgive you for that first five minutes. I forgive you. Uh, oh, for, Neil Patrick Harris, when he first comes in, he steals the show. He's amazing. Wait, like, and his his main henchman, the I guy with the hooks, the, the guy with the hooks is the best. Better he was all like, fortunate, quick. He's all, now get in your pajamas and pray, <laughs> unless you're atheist. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love him when he comes in as the detective with the fucking fake hands. <laughs> eating peaches. <laughs> what are you eating? Peaches. <laughs> Dude, oh my god, this show's amazing. Hello, weird. They're like in between two rubber fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest thing you gotta take away from it is the humor is like really simple. It's not something that's trying to be very complex and over the top and you really gotta search. No. You're gonna miss it if you're not looking at the fucking surface. Yeah. And that's what Ree wound up doing a lot. Like I'm sitting there laughing my ass off. And Ree's not doing much. And, like, uh, and I know she watches it different and she laughs differently and all that, but she just wasn't I don't feel that she was getting some of them because they're they really give them to you so right in your face that you almost don't think it's a joke. I will say this. So, yeah, we loved the original movie and everything, but do you want something that's a copycat of the original? The Clyde Barker once said, like, when, when he makes his movies and when he makes his books, people are like, well, well, they're way different. He goes, well, yeah, I want to give you two different experiences. Why would I give you something that you already had? Why would I make you pay for something you already had? No, like, why... You don't want to do the same thing. You don't want to repeat it. You want to give them something completely here's different. Like, here's the original. Because like we, we've talked shit before about like how they're always remaking movies. But the problem is they just remake a movie and they do a movie again. Like, yeah. It's like the same medium and like they just they, – it's not 
like a, it's not so much a revamping. It's not like a real difference. This was like we're going from a movie and we're making a fucking a sh- like a series, an actual like series that's like hell long. They can get into detail. Such a different type of like way of telling a story from a TV show to a movie. It's so much more different. It's Game of Thrones. If they Back made to- it into a movie, it would have sucked. Yeah. They had to make it into a show, and it's the same thing with the fucking series of unfortunate events. Well, we're going straight from the source material. How could you not like this? No, yeah. Back to your point about um, the remakes needing to be like what Clive Barker said. I. I agree with that, and that's exactly what they didn't do with the fucking magnific- magnific- Magnificent, Magnificent Seven. seven. Jesus Sounded out. Enunciate the verb. Magnificent <laughs> Seven. Anyways, Chris is really pissed about I was so seven. fucking mad about that movie just because what they did is they just made it a white version of the original version with no character depth, with no context, with absolutely nothing. And they're like, yeah, let's just get a bunch of good Chris actors Pratt. together. Chris and, Pratt, uh, it'll Washington, be a great that black guy. <laughs> Denzel, no, no. Re fell asleep <laughs> like 30 minutes in. She stayed up the whole entire fucking time for the original because the original captivated you. It was fucking good. It didn't just rely on big name fucking actors. So I agree. If you're going to revamp it, you have to revamp it. If you're going to make it different, don't make it different. Whereas um, instead, of it being a group of Indians or Mexicans or whatever it might have been, we're gonna make it a group of white yeah, I remember people. Remember when I, I remember when I when I went and saw the movie. That's what I was complaining about. Was like you said, like let's change the people that we're supposed to care about, that we're supposed to be saving. Like the whole catalyst for the show is saving these uh, Native Americans and saving Mexicans. That's what it's about. No, let's make them white. People yep. will like it more. Yep. It's like, oh no, you, we're in a we've literally regressed. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, what the so fuck? So if you're gonna remake it, no one's gonna remake. care about a bunch of brown people. Make them white. <laughs> Do a complete. That was my problem remake. with the remake. I'm like. Like they, like you said, like lack, lacking of character or depth. They really did rely on you liking the actors. Yep. yep. They relied on that. Like, dude, that's because I, I was getting into it because I was like, that's Denzel, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he is being Denzel. Like, I was way. He was Whole time, and he's like, no. my nigga. <laughs> he, was, he was this close to saying my man. Like, <laughs> and he, dude, he wanted it. They had to edit it out, probably. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Ethan Hawke did a good fucking job. Chris Pratt is so charismatic. Like, that's what most of the. I mean, Mick was, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I mean. So, anyways, uh, that's our review. That's you know, two years too late. <laughs> anyways, um, a series of unfortunate events. We all love it. We highly recommend it. And actually, if you haven't seen the first fucking movie, you know what? Go watch it. It's not a great plot, but it, it's great to see where it actually progresses and where it fails. And also, don't forget about Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> Fight! Fight fucking talk! Fight, fuck, talk! Hey, hey, I'll fight, fuck, talk! Hey guys, we're gonna fight, fight, and talk! Fight, fucking talk! Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm gonna fight, fucking talk! Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm gonna fuck, fight you! And talk, talk, talk to talk to fight, talk! Yeah, yeah, you do! Um, I got a little bit of stuff, not a lot. First thing I wanna lead off with, I know you got some stuff, I'll, I just wanna lead off with this. The Connor fucking McGregor. I have to. Versus Floyd has legs all of a sudden. Before it didn't have any legs. No one thought it would do anything. Now you have not only Floyd coming out and offering. Now the offer was shit in my opinion. He offers Connor a 16 million and he'll do it for 100 in a straight up boxing match. Which I'm not gonna lie, it makes sense. Floyd's a pay per view draw. But yeah, uh, uh, never mind. Um, But then uh, you have Dana coming out. Dana White. Con- essentially Conor McGregor's promoter coming out saying, no, you want to be serious about it. We're going to do 25 and 25 and we'll talk back end. Yeah. Whole whole moral of the story is there's legs to the story now. Does it happen? I want to go back to the, the money thing like because everyone's like, what the fuck? Floyd really thinks he's going to get $100 million? It's Easy. like he earned $300 million fighting Pacquiao. Damn. That's what was disclosed. 
there's like we're not completely sure on all the pay per view, but uh, what do you think his net worth is? Like it's not like if you net worth is around six hundred fifty million for Floyd and for Connor, he's around three. Oh yeah! Oh god! That's what I was gonna bring That's up. Crazy. That's crazy. What I was gonna bring up is that <laughs> everyone's like, "Fuck that, Connor's huge." It's like, okay, so and Dana White said he's all Floyd. This these were actual facts. He said Floyd's last fight did three hundred fifty thousand pay per view buys. That is true, although it was against Andre Berta, who's kind of a joke in the boxing world, and it wasn't really promoted. And yeah, he didn't like. That's the thing when Floyd wants to promote a fight, it gets like you're gonna enormous. know. I barely even numbers. knew that that fight was even happening. This fight against Robert Guerrero, a guy you don't know, did over a million pay-per-view buys. You know what I mean? Like, so like what Dana said was like he get his last fight did that much. Conor McGregor's last two fights did 1.5 and 1.3. His record is 1.65. That's Conor's numbers. Floyd's top three numbers. I'm gonna tell you right oh, now. Oh, I know. I saw him against Canelo Alvarez. That's number. That's number three. It did um, 2.2 million pay-per-view buys. Damn. Against Oscar de la Hoya, like five years earlier than that or whatever, that did 2.4 million pay-per-view buys. And, of course, Pacquiao. in 2015, the fight against Manny Pacquiao did 4.6 million pay-per-view buys. It is not crazy for Floyd Mayweather to think he can demand $100 million. It's not crazy for him to think that. Well, just off of the pay-per-view buys from his lowest-selling one, which was the Alvarez one, which was at 2.4, just based off of the pay-per-view buys, if you do a simple math equation, 2.4, so... It was 2.4 for De La Hoya, 2.2 for... Sorry, I went with De La Hoya. I apologize. So 2.4, so... 2,400,000 times 60 because that's your normal basic pay-per-view. Let's just do it like that. Actually, we'll go 50 because you have a standard def one that you can buy as well. Some people probably do buy standard def. Check this out, though. Poor, Check poor, this out. Poor folk buy uh, standard But anyways, def. that's around just pay-per-view buys with doing that simple math, around $130 million. Just pay-per-view buys. That's it. That's with nothing else. That's strictly just people buying it from their team. Not the purse. N- nothing else, exactly. That's crazy. Yeah, they, yeah, Floyd Mayweather is his own promoter, so we have to split that money with anyone, really. Like, he has an advisor, Al Hammond, who's, like, the godfather of boxing. He's a real back, powerful guy. But anyways, Come to me, and you ask me for a purse like that? Like, that. he demands, like, these huge guarantees, and then he gets, at the very least, 50% of the pay-per-views. And that just fucking lying in his fucking pockets. How, yeah. you, how the fuck are you going to make... That's why he has that net worth so I just have of six hundred and fifty million. Because like, how are you gonna make Floyd Mayweather get a hundred million and, and make fucking what's twenty five to or what? It, they, well, no, Floyd no. said sixteen. Okay, well, well <laughs> you, you want to mean? Know, you you want to know how Floyd will get a hundred million and then Conor will get sixteen? Because Floyd's promoter is gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my god! Woo! Killing <laughs> it! Killing it, bro! Dare you. Okay, I just want to, I brought it up. It's been around in the news. I just, I just want one one question for you. If it happens, it might not happen this year. might not happen next year. It might happen in fucking 2019. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> but when it happens, because I'm a firm believer that it is eventually going to happen. I don't know when. I don't know how. But I, I do believe it will eventually happen. Do you think it does more buys than Pacquiao? 
I absolutely do. I do too. Damn, I do too. Dude. I think it'll be the biggest fighting yeah. ever. These right now, these are the two biggest names in combat sports. You're combining them. Mm-hmm. You're combining two Man- fucking sports. Manny Pacquiao is still kind of the second biggest name in boxing, but his he's really dropped. Like his he doesn't get as much attention anymore. He's kind of struggling right now. He's on like that back end of his career. Canelo Alvarez is like nipping at his heels for like star power kind of thing. Uh, but Floyd is like still bigger than ever. And then Connor, who's just this enormous right. presence in MMA, and he's just like him and Floyd are the two biggest names in combat sports, maybe even in sports. Period. These guys are so fucking big right now. Like they're like, come on. Like, I think what it would do is you you're gonna wind up getting like purists, people that they love Floyd but they hate watching him because. They're those type of people. <laughs> They're going to buy it now, though, because they want to see the boxer beat the MMA guy. And then you're going to have all these MMA purists who might hate Connor and what he stands for and whatnot, but they're going to watch it for their guy. And they want to see their guy win. You're going to get all these people who don't normally buy pay-per-views buy them strictly because they're either a fan of MMA or boxing. And then you put on... Floyd on top of it, you put Connor on top of it. So there's a lot of you things. You buy the build, and you also add like the hardcore fans who buy every pay per view because they just love combat sports. Exactly. Add all those guys. Add in all the casual fans who want to see this circus act of fucking uh, UFC versus boxing. Exactly. That's probably what they're gonna name the card. They probably are. And they're probably gonna try and get a couple of other like Matt, like Holly Holm needs to be on this card. Right <laughs> <here>. <laughs> I don't care if she's fighting a fucking tomato can. But, uh, Definitely, and like so, that, that like that, and the, the freak show that's gonna capture the imagination yeah. of everything. If, oh, like you call it a freak show? No, yeah, it is. It's a money grab. It's a money grab. You don't. It's a money grab. Right? Also, just, also, Nate Diaz, like you said, Nate Diaz got his license, and he's talking about training with Floyd Mayweather. Put him on the card too. You might as well put not, him on the money. No, nah, I wouldn't. If I'm his corner, I don't pick a top ten junior middleweight. Please no, because like he's he he fights at one fifty five. He loses one more pound. He's a junior middleweight. <laughs> so, so, but you don't put him in with Irizlandi Lara. God no, you don't do that. You get him. Would be fun if Miguel Cotto beats James Kirkland. Have Kirkland against Nate Diaz in a boxing oh, match. Gosh, that would be this. That would just be a brawl. It'd It'd be be a a wild, swinging, crazy, fucking, just animalistic. I'm not gonna lie. I'm more excited to see Nate box than Connor because I think (laughs) I think Nate has been boxing longer, and 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 he just he he knows the grind of boxing. I feel like, whereas I feel like Connor would probably gas out, and then those final four rounds is gonna be Connor getting beat up, and I just don't want to fucking. And Connor's only gonna fight Floyd. He's not gonna box anybody else. Nate Diaz. He'll fight anybody. That's yeah. just who he is. Like my, my closing, so he'll he could fight somebody like James Kirkland or someone like that who's exciting to watch, who always puts on good fights. Nate against any a guy like that, that's gonna be a lot funner to watch mm-hmm. than Connor just getting his face boxed off. Agreed. Uh, my closing statement for my part of the fight talk is gonna be this. I think Dana White fucked up when he came out and he said that Connor's worth twenty five million because now what Connor's gonna do is he's gonna use that as leveraging power and the next time he fights in the UFC <laughs> he's gonna want to get paid twenty five million bucks. So uh, I think the UFC is gonna have a really really hard job this year of busting their nut like they did last year. Connor's already not fighting for the first five or six months. Connor is their biggest draw. They just lost Ronda Rousey and the only person that's really on the rise right now is Amanda Nunes. She, you have to start admitting by now that Amanda Nunes 
has some sort of draw power. It might not be a lot, but it's going to be more than probably 80% of your fucking Dude, roster. They, they, like, she is so... She has all the elements to make a star. She's, it's her and Cody. First off, she's exciting. Yeah. The most important thing <laughs> is she's fun to watch. Why? Because she's a fucking profoundly talented striker. Everyone wants to see knockouts. No matter what sport you like, Seriously. you want to see a fucking knockout. Like, even if you don't like boxing and you're just an MMA fan, you get really excited when a knockout happens. Amanda Nunes has serious knockout power. She is aggressive. She wins fucking fights. And she finishes fights. <laughs> she finishes she's not going fights. out there to point you or anything like that. And she's funny. Like, she's fucking... <laughs> ri- like, like you like you brought up earlier, like, right after she knocked out Ronda, she walked over and looked at Edmund, uh, Ronda's uh, striking trainer, and just was all... Shh. <laughs> so that is the Mike Tyson scary <laughs> shit. You could, like, just... You could just send that... You could just make that picture, like, a meme and, like, put it on every poster. And Seriously. You could make... And then, of course, you have the fact... That like she's the first fucking female champion from Brazil, like this first this, openly this, gay champion, br- br- and like and MMA is so big because of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, like, it's MMA is so big in Brazil. You have an entire country behind this person, uh, and like you could build that up. And then of course the fact that like you said, like she's openly gay. She's the first openly gay uh, champion. world champion fighter. Yeah, that's incredible. They like, have stars. You could get so many people. In the U.S. alone, I don't know about other countries. I'm going to admit that. I, have a, I actually in, heard in, in Brazil US. it's like a bad juju thing. But, well, bummer. in the U.S., you have a lot of people who don't like fighting at all but are are definitely like all for uh, equal rights for gay people. And if they're going to see a gay champion who's this dominant and this awesome and everyone loves her, they're going to get – they're just going to want to support her. Even yeah, if, exactly. Even if they don't have as much fun watching her, they're going to want to throw her support. Her star is going to get bigger. They're going to start paying to see her just out of support. Like th- you have a huge opportunity here to support this. And then, of course, you have like her girlfriend who's a top contender in her weight class. She just had a great performance. She went three rounds, finished the girl in the third round with the ground and pound. She's really – she's working. And you can see that she's working with Amanda because her striking is really getting fucking there. Like, she's really precise and she's starting to hit fucking girls hard. Like, when she was with the first, like, world champions that are fucking. That's great! I know! It's crazy! That's amazing! And then you have Cody Garbrandt who's sitting there and he just looks like a fighter. He looks. He fits the look through and through. Like, if you can't make those two people into a star, then you might as well fucking sell and you might as well fucking quit. Because I guarantee you, Dana White and the original people who were uh, originally the owners of the UFC... Cody Garbrandt hangs out with dudes that have leukemia. Like, how do you not make that a fucking star? Exactly. How is he not a star right now? How is he not, um, like, a movie or something? Exactly. So the UFC and this uh, new um, group that just bought them, they have the talent. The talent's there. It's how they decide to go about And the personalities. The talents and the personalities are just staring them in the fucking face. They just need to put the effort behind exactly. it. Exactly. And they can have enormous fucking stars. This is going to be a big make or break year for the UFC because they're either going to go straight wonky and go Bellator status and start just being a circus fucking act or they're going to fucking figure it out and fucking and work it out because the people that bought them they're Hollywood baby what's up WMG IMG they're all <laughs> Hollywood what's up Ari Emanuel the guy from fucking uh, they Entourage are. they are they're very much Hollywood so, and like Hollywood is silly I am scared for the UFC right now but what Bellator is doing is Bellator is making moves they're getting away also, from the circus yeah, act another bad thing about the UFC right now though is one of their best rising stars 
Yari Rodriguez, who just had an incredible win over BJ Penn, who's a legend. It was just oh, like this. so brutal to watch, dude. He is severely <laughs> injured, and he has to wait until he has an okay to fucking train again. Yeah, I saw let that. alone fight again. Yeah. Who knows that is how a long bummer. he's gonna be? He's gonna be out. But at the same Who time, knows? that gives him time to start like working up a persona for like because he is from Mexico. He's not an American Mexican. He's a Mexican Mexican. He is from Mexico. He loves Mexico. He represents Mexico when he's out there. He makes sure that when he gets on the mic, he first talks to you in Spanish. And then he goes back over what he just said in English. So he's going for that Mexican audience. I think it's a really it's politically smart, savvy. Yeah, exactly. It's smart. Yeah. Get that get that whole entire nation behind you, and then you can start and conquer and everything else. I th- I I was reading up on it. It was a knee injury, and he said that if he would have disclosed it, then he wouldn't have been able to get the fight with Penn, and that's why he didn't say anything about it. And then he came out and said something after it. So now I'm hearing actually he might get fined. By the state athletic commission because you're supposed to disclose any injuries. It's kind of like insurance fraud, basically. Exactly. So there's <laughs> a little bit of a thing the there. fighters, and if like you're not honest about your condition, the insurance is kind of fucked up. Exactly. And then, like, it's a whole bullshit legal thing. So it's a bummer that he got hurt, but it's really good that he won that fucking fight because it was against a legend, and you have a lot of diehard BJ Penn fans that watched that fight, and they saw. Okay, so what a hardcore BJ Penn fan saw that night was it wasn't that Yair was spectacular. It was that BJ wasn't the old BJ. That's what they saw. They didn't see this new young talent who was a rising star. But what it did do is it put eyes on Yair from all of BJ's fans. So that is one good thing. And BJ is a name that's been around forever. I remember like when I like... When I first started boxing, hearing that name, and I didn't know anything about it. Because he, he was a boxer name, type of MMA BJ fighter, Penn. Just yeah. constantly hearing that name, BJ yeah, Penn. Yeah, so did I, and I'm not even a, I wasn't even an average fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I like, know that fucking name. Even people who aren't hardcore BJ Penn fans are like, oh, BJ Penn's fighting. We gotta watch you gotta it. Fucking watch BJ it. Penn. And George St. Pierre, that person too. Who's I heard that name on? forever. Like, GSP's probably going to come back for a super fight too. But Yeah, Joe Rogan keeps talking about it. That's the UFC wrap-up for me. What, what you got for me? I got a pee real fast, though. Sorry, I didn't take a shit. It was great. It's <laughs> like a shit. It was great. Um, actually, there's, there's a couple of fights in the boxing world uh, recently, like the same weekend that uh, Yair Rodriguez fought uh, BJ Penn. Super middleweights, uh, James DeGal, a former Olympian. I've seen you post a couple like yeah, cl- he, uh, highlights. And he took on uh, Badu Jack and a very entertaining fight. Like, knocked down in the first round. Uh, scored by DeGale. He was winning on points halfway through the fight. And then Jack came back and he started winning rounds late. And then he scored a knockdown in the last round. Holy shit. And Jack fight- came back. <laughs> <laughs> and it ended in a draw. And it was really entertaining. And it was like, that's that demands a rematch. It was really cool. And like the super middleweight division, like at one time was the deepest division in boxing because you had guys like Andre Ward and Carl Froch. But of course, Froch retired. Uh, Ward was weird. For a minute, then moved <laughs> up to light heavyweight. So uh, it's fun. Like we're getting some excitement back at super middleweight. That's really cool to see. Um, also, what we got is a uh, got um, th- for the first time in like fucking forever, we had um, women's boxing on Showtime. On Showtime uh, Championship Boxing it was a championship fight. I fucking moved was, from Kenny's. I don't get Showtime no more or HBO. Yeah. <laughs> a Puerto, <laughs> um, and it was a Puerto Rican versus Mexican, which is. Every time 
those two fucking guys. They like it's this long-standing rivalry that's been going on for decades. When a Mexican fighter takes on a Puerto Rican fighter, there's a lot of hatred and racism going on. But it's fun. <laughs> They're just uh, fighting for Puerto different... Rico, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Mexico. We're American. No, you're Puerto Rican. <laughs> it's like, and it's a lot of it. It's like a Puerto East Rico's coast, like a but, stepchild and of it's America, like, you know. And it's kind of like exasperated by the fact it's like it's a like East Cuba. Coast. It's like, like a, a tumor. Uh, East Coast West Coast thing because like the East Coast, especially New York, has a very large Puerto Rican fan base. Like there's a, there's a huge population. Of you don't want your mouth cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now, dog. I'll tell you right now, dog. It's either Cuba or go fuck your mother. <laughs> and of course, you know, West Coast has a lot of Mexico, so it's also that on top of it. But uh, it was that was also a, um, a fun fight. The Puerto Rican one, um, Amanda Serrano, she's a champ now. That was that was actually a good fight. In a decision, a real back and forth brawl, as we're used to seeing when that kind of rivalry happens between Mexico and Puerto Rico. But uh, that was also a great um, fight. And uh, finally, Javante's Davis. Um, women's fighting is it's, it's making its fucking way up, man. It's about to be like in the limelight very, very soon. This new guy named Davis, uh, he's this, this fucking monster of a tank. He trains out of Floyd Mayweather's gym, and Floyd was there to promote the fight, and that's when he talked more about fighting uh, Conor McGregor to the Showtime analyst. He's like, yeah, we can make the fight. It's like... Floyd, shut the fuck up about Conor McGregor. <laughs> now you're trying to <laughs> he just won a world title. He's, fucking, He's like, yeah, but you know, I'm trying to get back in that ring against Conor. <laughs> <laughs> but um, why is Floyd still in jerseys? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> That it was looked weird. like he gave him the look. That looked, was like, you about to give me no, that no, jersey, that's right? That's my jersey yeah, now. Dude, no, that look is, at me. Look at me. That's my jersey. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know who that player was. Okay, wait, he wait. He did not want to give that jersey There's to Floyd. There's so many people that do not follow sports. They have no idea what you guys are talking about. What are you guys talking about? Okay, so there's. A, I don't know who the player is, but there is a video. It was on Instagram. That's when I saw it. Um, Floyd Mayweather at a basketball game. He goes to a college lot. basketball. Was it no, college? It was not. It was, I no, thought it was college. It was professional. It was. I'm going to look it up right now just to make sure. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> My bad. I thought it was college. But he's sitting there and he's like court side because he's Floyd Mayweather. And he's a, he like it's a, he's talking to this player and he gives him this look. And he like look, he kind of like looks him up and down real quick. And then this player takes off oh, his jersey. It's Isaiah Thomas. He's from the Knicks. From New the York Knicks. Knicks. That's a, college, that that's a college team, right? Oh, I apologize. <laughs> he was on the New York Knicks. He's on the Boston Celtics. My bad. Anyways, continue. He fucking just he hands his jersey over to Floyd. Floyd's like, then Floyd smiles. Hell, he's like, all right, thanks. And that's then what that's, that's Isaiah, the picture you see. Isaiah is the like, one of him smiling, not turns, the one of him like glaring at him, like, bitch, give me that fucking jersey. I, he he walk. He goes. To, he hands the jersey off. Then he goes mm-hmm. to walk away, and you can see in the last second of the video the look on his face is. Oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> he did not want to give. He's like, motherfucker. He's like, this motherfucker. I really just had to give up this jersey so I wouldn't catch one. Dude, yeah. he was terrified. And the fucked great. up thing is he's not even terrified of Floyd. It's the three, six, nine niggas that he has on. <laughs> They're huge, dude. These dudes are so fucking He looks big. at Floyd, looks at his fucking bodyguard, looks at his bodyguard. It's All right, I'm going to give you this. Not because you asked. Because I wanted to, I want to give you this. I want you to have my jersey. Oh my god! Like, while he's taking off, he's Floyd, mad, hella mad. While he's taking off, Floyd kind of looks over out to the side, and you can hear he, he like he move. He's talking. He's saying something. <laughs> what it looks like he's saying is like, "Yeah, you better give me that fucking jersey, motherfucker." That's what I thought. You better give me that fucking. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm going. 
<laughs> what a fucking bully! What a I hate, bully, hate, 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 bro. This is speculation right now. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, he's a bully, but we know he's a bully. Oh, he's, he's definitely women. yeah, yeah. He yeah. Beats women. He's, he's a de- piece of shit. He's definitely that poor piece of shit. young basketball player <laughs> probably had a rough childhood, rough life. George, <laughs> fucking Floyd stealing shit from him. You can give me them Jordans too, <laughs> dude. What's crazy, what's crazy damn, about that? my size. I know you're still gonna give me them fucking Jordans. <laughs> What's crazy about that is Isaiah Thomas, that's Isaiah Thomas Jr. His dad, Isaiah Thomas, within the NBA community, is one of the best to ever live. Damn. I'm telling you, top 10, maybe top 5. I'm not great on my NBA history, but Isaiah Thomas was one of the greats. That's his son. That's crazy. I feel like there's something going on there with Floyd Mayweather Sr. knowing... Um, the original Isaiah Thomas, really? and then something like like the only reason Floyd Jr. and Isaiah Jr. are friends is because of their dads. Oh, okay, that's that, that's my intention. The whole thing. So there's that's, this that's whole little theory. like family. I, I I think so. I think so. But uh, I think that Floyd is just an enormous megastar who constantly goes to basketball games and steals jerseys from children. They're definitely the same size. Four nine, a just, solid one thirty. Just, no, just, just a kid, man. Four nine. I'm just talking shit. No, that's that's Floyd's record, bro. I think you got that wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Forty nine. Yeah, you're right. Forty nine. And uh, I mean, yeah, I mean. Floyd's five eight, so you know. <laughs> he's five eight. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's five eight. Uh, I thought he was five six, but five eight. That's my yeah, size. Depending on whatever liquor store he's leaving. <laughs> 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 he's like one one forty four. Shout out to Ron White. <laughs> um, I think he walks around at like one fifty five, maybe. Oh, okay. But he usually like the welterweight limit is one forty seven, and he always weighs in at like one forty six. Cool. Maybe. What else is that? Is it, uh, yeah, like most of like what's been going on in box right now is news of fights that are gonna happen. Soon. That's where I'm at right now. There's too. a lot of good fights on the schedule, like including uh, Triple G fighting Daniel Jacobs. I'm I can't really wait for excited that for that fight. fight. It's gonna be a great fight. Our Chocolatitos returning on that same card, fucking awesome. Uh, of course, we got fucking um, like I said, Miguel Cotto's fighting James Kirkland. A lot of people are shitting on that fight, but I'm oh, fucking I'm, excited I'm watching. For it. I'm there. I'm fucking really excited for that fight. Uh, Canelo Alvarez is signed to fight Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. The reason why that's funny is because he keeps saying, "I'm a junior middleweight. I'm not a middleweight. That's why I'm not fighting Gennady yet." And it's like. Is Chavez Jr. weighs like 180 on every fight night. Like, this motherfucker's huge. And he's signed to fight Chavez Jr. at 165. Oh, what a piece of shit. Piece of shit. If he wins, does he have to fight? I guess he doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have to fight Triple G. I don't want to fight Triple G. Like, man, like eventually, and in the UFC, eventually, Triple G and Canelo is going to fucking happen. It's got to happen. I, I definitely think that Canelo is going to fight Triple G. You can't be that scared. And you might as well just do it now while you, both of you, well, you, as in Canelo, is relatively young, and then if you do lose, you can come back, and you can have that second one do yeah. more buys. And that's the thing, is Canelo's experienced that. His loss to Floyd Mayweather, he got shut out. He got taken to school. And after that, he took on, he just took a non-stop hard fights after that. Dangerous opponents that his promoters didn't want him to fight, and he demanded the fight, and he fought him, and he won. He's been winning. He's only had the one loss. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think he wants the fight and prove. I, do, I definitely think he <sighs> wants to fight Triple G. But it's mostly his team that's like, let's hold back. Let's hold back for a minute. Um, I'm in the same boat. 
there ain't shit until March for the UFC. Right now, they put together a card for UFC 208. That's the next one. 207 was Ronda's. Yeah, yeah. It just happened. 208's the next one. The headliner is Anderson Silva versus Derek Brunson. That does nothing for a pay-per-view. Neither one of them are champions. Anderson Silva's coming off of two losses. Derek Brunson just got knocked the fuck out. Was an exciting match. It was against Robert Whitaker, where Derek Brunson was just fucking thrown to the fucking <laughs> walls, and Whitaker sat there, waited, and fucking caught him. Um, <clears throat> so we're in the same boat but wrap this all up canelo triple g dude who wins that fight does it go 12 rounds chris chris listen chris (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't i don't see it going 12 rounds see i can fucking relate (laughs) i I know that i just know that quote so well this discussion is served for another time that's fair i just don't see it does it go 12 rounds Percentage on it going 12 rounds. (laughs) 30%. (laughs) Like, there's no way it goes 12 rounds. I just love that Max quote. Dude, like, (laughs) Max, 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 Max. (laughs) This is my fight. This is my fight. I respect box. This is Mexican style. And that's going to be fun, too, because Gennady has a huge Mexican following. (laughs) It's going to be like, everyone's going to be torn. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to get a bunch of... You're going to tear a country apart. (laughs) 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 Oh. I love that you played that because Metallica just came out with an album last year and we actually didn't say shit about it. It's, it and it it's was a actually like it's a throwback a album. A great fucking album. To original Metallica. And I recommend everybody to go fucking it listen to It is a complete that. Oh, they went hard. Saint Anger fucking was terrible. The other one they did after that was shit. Um, and it, this, this new actually, album, dude, it's right up there with their greatest. Like, I just threw it right in with my rotation, and I was like, cool. Like, this is great for my Metallica fucking playlist. Like James right awesome. How did you feel about that Lupe Fiasco album, though? So, oh, I was he introduced us it. with the James Hetfield music, be Metallica, because this is, of course, our music segment. But and this is Member Berries. This is going to be a Member Berries series. Uh, we'll, we'll go through that later. I recommended Adney an album a little bit earlier, a couple times, and it was called. It's called Lupe Fiasco, and it's called Tetsu T E T S U and Youth. Not sure what Tetsu means. And um, I actually fell off of hip hop, like I've discussed before, from about 2011 to 2015. So there was a huge gap. And recently, I, I found this Lupe Fiasco album because I've been searching ever since the Childish Gambino album. And I fucking found one, and it, when I just my first run through of it, I just went from start to finish. It was great. I didn't, I didn't have that tendency to want to leave the to find a song that I liked or anything like that. But I played it through and through. And while I was listening to it, I got little subtle hints. I was like, man, Adney would dig this because it's Lupe's flow that really gets you into the fucking tracks. His flow is great. His bars are great, everything else. But it's the way that he's flowing with the beat that just, it's so cohesive that I knew Adney was going to like it. So I wanted to start this topic off, even though this isn't the topic. I just wanted to know, what did you think about the Lupe Fiasco album? Um, Obviously, I didn't get to listen to the whole thing because I got it like, I had only 30 minutes to listen to anything on my headphones by the time I got it. But um, 
and it was on Spotify, so it was like just jumping up around it. But I was like, I was like, this is actually hitting kind of hard. I'm yeah. used to like Lupe Fiasco being like real poppy. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel poppy at all. No, it was like hitting it. It's it was like this so is fucking good, good. man. Uh, but yeah, I I actually I really dug it, and it's not. It, you know. I recommend everybody. That was an album that I actually like. It slipped by me because I was in my stupid. I bet there's like a hundred people out there going like, motherfuckers, it's old. <laughs> it's only like two years old, 2015. I also found That's another album weird. from 2015. It's called Compton from fucking Dr. Dre, one of the originals. It's straight out of Compton from NWA. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard of it. It's not called. <laughs> That's actually nothing to do with that. But anyways, that's also another <laughs> great album. So I do think. In the next uh, coming weeks, I'm going to propose a topic of something like uh, albums you may have missed. Something like that. That'll be I mean, really, Albums you really went back cool. to. Like, back to. No, because no. there's albums that I go back to, but I didn't miss no, them no, when no, they that's came what I mean, out. That's what I mean. You mean so you have to go back in time <laughs> to the <laughs> album. Like, <laughs> you discover something that was, like, back in the day. Like, holy shit, I'd never heard of yeah, this. Yeah, but no, anything. wait, hold on. 2015 isn't back in the day. You know no, no, I mean? but I'm saying you're going, like, still throwback. It's still something that's, like, I missed. We'll hammer it out later. Okay, so here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're going to do a little, like, a... This, uh, last year so we did a movie series. Around. It was a it was like about a nine parter where every episode we talked about movies in a, basically the same Which topic you loved, over and over again. You know you fucking loved because we, we loved, loved it. it. We know so, you loved it. It was gonna, huge. The movies. Uh, <laughs> so Chris proposed this idea. We do it for music. It's just going to be a three part of this time. Uh, the main topic for this um, for this little uh, series that we're doing is albums that we f- uh, listened to as teenagers that we just heavy heavy rotation over and over again it was our theme for it's like nostalgia a solid albums. fucking year it's pretty much nostalgia yeah, for nostalgia like a solid year this series. was our fucking album this was everything to us and we fucking loved it so much so we're gonna go back in time like time bandits and we're gonna uh-huh. grab that album out and then we're gonna share that album with you and we're gonna tell you like a good three songs from that album to listen Perfect. to so and like Preferably, I said it's gonna be a three parter yeah. so total over the next three episodes you're gonna get three different albums but for today we're all we're each gonna do one I want to go last because I'm going to have a lot to say. Right. Usually I go first. But I wanna... Usually. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. I'll, I'll start us off. Um, this one was like at the tail end of my teenage years, but it still counts because I was a teen. Uh, I was 18 years old still, when I bought this whoa. album. You're still a fucking teenager. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, actually a Frank Sinatra album. It's the fourth, oh, the fourth Frank Sinatra album that I bought. Um, this one is uh, Nothing But The Best. It was actually it was like kind of like, it was like all put all the songs were put together and released in 2008 when I was 18, and um, oh this is like uh, his best hits isn't it? I'm, I'm telling all you all he has is like because all he has is best hits. <laughs> <on the board. laughs> Check your fucking privilege. Huh? Yeah, I, was, I was actually I was actually gonna, I was gonna do when I was 14 years old. That's when I bought my. Oh very, no, you're right. It's not. Never mind. When I was 14, I bought my very first Frank Sinatra album, which was a classic Sinatra, and it has my favorite song of all time on it. But overall. Uh, nothing but the best is a better album. It has like more, like it's more consistent with how great the fucking songs are. Classic Sinatra that had like all the most famous ones, like fucking you know, you make me feel so young and like fly with me, all that kind of shit. Love and the moon. That's not on there, but you I make do have me that. feel so young. <laughs> you make me feel like spring has sprung. My favorite Frank song. Every time I see your grin. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be fly me to the moon. I don't know why. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on 
Jupiter in Mars. In other words, please burn Jews. In other words, I love you. So if you haven't fucked around with Frank, if you haven't fucked around with Frank, you have to go fuck around with Frank. Yeah, you haven't fucked around. You need to unfuck that. You can love country. You can love grunge. You can love fucking metal. It doesn't matter what you're gonna love. You're gonna love. It doesn't matter what you love. You're gonna love Frank because. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love fucking Frank. Right? Just saying. I got excited. I got the Holy okay. Spirit in me. But Holy the, rock spirit. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> the best is yet to come. Like, it doesn't have my absolute favorite uh, Frank Sinatra song on it. Um, but I'll end up talking about that song at some point. I know I will. So we can save it for later. Okay. Um, the first song that I'm going to talk about... On uh, for this album is the second track on the album, and it's the best is yet to come. Out of the tree of life, I just picked me a plum. You came along, and everything started into hum. Still, it's a real good bet. The best is yet to come Best is yet to come And babe, won't that be fine You think you've seen the sun But you ain't seen it shine Wait till the warm-up's underway Wait till our lips have met And wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come And babe, won't it be fine It is the most, like, swaggering, swinging your dick around baller-ass fucking song <laughs> <laughs> Like, I know it's not like, really? You guys were just singing about love, and this, like, how's that connect? Oh, that's swinging dick still. Trust me. <laughs> no, like, on the surface, you might think, oh, wow, this song's about a guy who just fell in love with someone, and, like, the best is yet to come because their lives are going to be so good together. Nope. You're wrong. <laughs> you're so fucking wrong. If you knew anything about Frank Sinatra. Frank's wrong. <laughs> he thought this that is, was a song. This is, the song yeah. I, like, this is the song I think about every time I picture, like, Frank Sinatra walking into, like, a... Uh, Fucking anywhere. <laughs> and everyone's like, holy shit, that's Frank Sinatra. Into the bathroom. The that's, best is yet to come. Like, Won't that be fun? Isn't it? Like motherfuckers like Minty, Mickey Mantle and fucking Joe Lewis and fucking Marilyn Monroe and fucking Ava Gardner and fucking Momo Giancana. All these big motherfuckers. JFK even. Yeah. Like when, that mother, when this motherfucker walked in the room, they heard the best is yet to come because it's like it has this really awesome kind of fast-paced swing tune to it and he sings so confidently he's so assured of himself and he's just like and the way he sings and he's just like i'm like oh yeah i'm the fucking greatest like he what he's really singing about it's not about this love thing it's about i know you've had great lovers in the past but i'm about to blow your fucking mind with my dick <laughs> oh adam lee <laughs> no but no, he can't even step into the fucking goddamn suede shoes of fucking sinatra's and i'm saying Frank Sinatra doesn't take selfies with his mouth slightly agape. Frank Sinatra also didn't get veneers, you piece of shit. Frank Sinatra doesn't believe in chemtrails, homeboy. That's all I'm saying, man. 
But uh, <laughs> I love how every time he plays that, I just roast him. The best part of the song, like, it starts to pick up and it gets like faster and faster, and it gets like, and it's like coming to this head, and he says like this badass line. He's like, "We're gonna drain the cup dry." We've only tasted the wine. And he goes, um, wait till your charms are right for these arms to surround. You think you've flown before, but baby, you ain't left the ground. <laughs> oh, fucking money! Oh, you are about to get rocked! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it, dude. Yes, up, and I'm only 5'3". <laughs> like, this motherfucker was packing heat. <laughs> and that's what this song is about. Great dick! <laughs> Number two! <laughs> no, that's like legitimately like big band swing music that you can like work out to. That's that song. I swear to God. Trust me. Oh, no. I I, already, I just downloaded it. I had, <laughs> I had it's like the greatest hits or whatever. You got me a so swinging day, bro. <laughs> but I just went because Apple Music's tight. So I just went like, oh, Frank Sinatra, nothing but the best. Boop. Add boop. Oh, and it says one. greatest hits on there, but you don't even know what that even means. Greatest hits. No, it doesn't Ooh, say you know. Because that song, Greatest Hits, is something a little bit different. Anyways. Okay, uh, the second song I'm going to talk about... Okay, we're going we're gonna to bring it down a little bit. It's going to get a little sad here. Uh-huh. I, I'm sorry, but... You should have ended on the swinging dicks. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we were, we were, I'm, I'm, I'm going in chronological order. <laughs> I had to get the people excited. That's what I do, too. Chronological order. I had to get people excited so they would listen to the rest of these songs. See you know yeah. what I mean? Okay, that's fair. I got to open... He's listed as vocal pop on iTunes. That is, what are you gonna do? <laughs> it, it should at least be it's like swing music. It should be classical rap, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, the second song is uh, it's called something stupid. I know I stand in line until you think you have the time to spend an evening with me. And if we go someplace to dance, I know that there's a chance you won't be leaving with me. Then afterwards we drop into a quiet little place and have a drink or two. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like I love you. I can see it in your eyes that you despise the same old lies you heard the night before. And though it's just a line to you, for me it's true and never seemed so right before. I practice every day to find some clever lines to say to make the meaning come true. The version on the album is a duet that he did with his daughter, Nancy. But um, what the song is about is about being in love with someone. And what's great is like, okay, so you have a, a, a man and a woman singing the song, and it's applicable to both. Because what the song is about is being in love with someone, and they don't believe you. <laughs> it's, uh, and that's what, like, <laughs> like there's, uh, there's three verses, and they're all about, like, oh, like, you know, the time is right, your perfume fills the air, the, the stars are bright, and the sky is so blue. But then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid, like I love you. And it's about how, like, I practice, and he says, like, I practice every day to try and find a clever line to say to make the meaning come true. And he's like, it's, it's just over and over again, it's like, I, like, it's, um, up, talking about trying to 
be with someone. Like, you already have, there's a relationship there. that You get that in the song. It's, I have a relationship with this person, and there is a romantic thing there, but I want something more. I really do, I really am in love with you. And that person's like, yeah, no, this is just a fling. You're not serious. I don't really, come on, you're just saying that to lock me down. It's like, like, and like he's like pleading, trying whatever he can to convince, like, please listen to me. No, this is real for me. Like, although it's just a line to you, for me, it's true. It never seemed so right before is one of the lyrics. And, uh, and what's so powerful about it is that the, the chorus is just those words, something stupid like I love you. That's, that's the chorus. It's just that one quick sentence. And it's really powerful when you think about it, because this is a guy who, through the context of the song, you feel like he's done this before. He's been in love before. And he's been in a situation where it didn't work. Saying I love you didn't work. And he's like, he's admitting that saying I love you is stupid as a man or as a woman. Like saying it too early, you always feel stupid. Like you shouldn't have said it first because now you look clean. Dude, that's how. And people call you, like nowadays people would call you thirsty. Like this isn't, a, that's not a new problem. Okay, this song is fucking decades old, okay? And it's like... <laughs> this is like, not a new bro. And, he's like, and they're acknowledging how stupid it is to just say I love you and, and, and everything. And it's like... And that in alone itself, someone who's not only thinks that but has come to terms with it and it's like a known fact to them. And then they just add it as a second thought in this song where it's not the main part. Oh, by the way, I know I'm saying I love you stupid. That is profoundly sad and powerful. Mm-hmm. And listen to the song. It's Man. great. <laughs> love it. Love it. Number two. Uh, number three, Mecca. I'm, don't worry. I know. I, I know. I got you a little sad just now. I know you're a little. You're a little depressed about your love life because you've been in that situation before. No, because I'm watching you. Hey, <laughs> you're welcome. Come on, see where you at, you guys. You suck, bro. Well, whatever. You're not tight. He's reading the lyrics of the used. <laughs> what are these? No, the problem is that he can't bring that up because it'll be a three-hour podcast. Because I'll cannot. go with him on that hey. journey. I thought they opened the door themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> you're a fucking genius. <laughs> where's where's Asa? Oh, she's gone, dude. <laughs> I haven't seen her in a minute. She's probably all butt her out of me here. Come on. Come on. She's in my bedroom. <sighs> I was really hoping she ran away. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Uh, Adam was like proposing. You don't even live with it, bro. Adam was proposing. I was like, oh, dude, what if I like? Okay, I, I offered it to him. I was like, hey, just in case, dude. Like, you could always move into my fucking spot. I know you have a job and all that good stuff. Like, it, it's cool. Like, I, I understand you don't know, like living in a garage, all this stuff. He's like, yeah, dude, dude, I'm totally down. What about Asa? And I said, no, Asa's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, Asa. <laughs> and so that's why he didn't come over. So I got to give it to him. Like, okay, good for you. He's right now. He's loyal to her, but. It, as soon as Stevie he's says, like selectively loyal. As soon as Stevie he says no, as soon as Stevie says no, that dog is gone. It's gone. No, because he's like, gonna no, sell it to someone. I can't leave her. I can't just like abandon her. But no, at the same exactly. time, I have to abandon her all the time. <laughs> and I'm and I leave her with you guys. Okay, we had distraction. All right, number three. Well, that's going in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, I know I, I know I got you guys a little depressed with that last song. I'm gonna pick you back up though. <laughs> he, <laughs> like, he, he likes picking people up. Uh, I'm a giver. <laughs> I'm a giver. <laughs> okay. Um. The the third song is uh, look over here. <laughs> third song is that's life. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 
You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June, I said that's life. And as funny as it may seem, some people get their kicks stomping on a dream. But I don't let it, let it get me down. Cause this fine old world, it keeps spinning around. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out, and I know one thing. Each time I find myself flat on my face, I pick myself up and get back in the race. That's life. That's life. <laughs> That's what all the people say. I've watched Casper a million times. You're riding high in April and shot, and shot down, down in, in May. May. I know, Adney. All right. I don't. No, I'm Frank. Change tune. <laughs> no, just in Casper. The oh, dad my sings it on in the, in the oh, Ka- He sings it in the car. Great album. He's getting it in the car. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. That's right. life. Right. I, my, Mike I got it now. I Mike to used to it. only play Frank Sinatra at La Strada. Mike Vertucci, that's all he would play. So I don't know that's who that like is. He, neither do our listeners. But Mike, <laughs> you know, oh, sorry, Mike Vertucci is the, he was a guy that used to be my major D. He's the one that's like your hey, major D. You got major so D. you were getting D, huh? Major D, major D, number one on that list. No, <laughs> he's the one that's like, hey, welcome to La Strada, guys. You know that guy, the Thank old Italian. You. Yeah. Okay. That's Thank who he you. was. Hasn't been there in a while, but he's the one. You have he's, to explain shit he's like the only that. Play you can't Frank. just say it and expect people I'm talking to, know. to you two. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. We're talking to everybody right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Acknowledge the audience, bro. Boom. Thank you. Whoa. Number three! Each <laughs> <laughs> time he's had to say it. <laughs> uh, that's life. It's, it's really like the tone of the song, the tone of his voice and the music and everything is like, I just got fucked. Life has been shit. But you know what? I'm not going to stress about it anymore. Yeah, that's... Okay. It's where it's like, that's... Li-, and he's just like... And he's just kind of like, fuck it. Like, because no matter what happens, I'm still going to keep trying. It's very uplifting song in that way. Because it's like... Because it's still this really swaggering, dick-waving type of thing that he does all the time. <laughs> but in a way that's like reassuring and like kind of like positive to like fucking everyone. And he's talking about, I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn, and a king. I've been up and down and over and out, but I still know one thing. And, like, that's, like, that's what he's saying. And he's just, like, fuck it. Like, I know, like, everyone's been at their lowest low, but you can still swing back. Fuck it. Let's swing you our big, dicks around. Big, grab these broads. Fucking big dick around. Grab these broads. And we're going to show them what the best is yet to come. <laughs> In her face. <laughs> and it's, yeah. And, like, and when they come, that's just life, bro. That's just life. <laughs> But don't say something stupid. And, uh, <laughs> or else you're not. You're sw- dick ain't going to be swinging, all right? <laughs> um, yeah, that, uh, That's Life is just a fun fucking song. It's just kind of like at any time. Uh, that's Life is actually on the best of. So I've heard, I actually got to hear that one before. So right on. So as the recap, uh, the first song that I wanted to highlight anyway was uh, um, The Best is Yet to Come, then Something Stupid, and That's Life. And the album was? Uh, nothing but the best. Thank you. 
So mine is going to be an album that came out in 2005. Uh, oh, five. Hold on. I kind of want to guess for him because I had no idea what you were going to be, so I didn't want to guess for you because it would t- waste too much time. <laughs> is it emo-ish or no? It's emo-ish, yeah. Did you say it already? I said it already, but right, you probably well, don't I know. I guess. Did you, you guess? Was, is it Sayosin? Yeah, Sayosin. Run away, you play your No, game. no. Not that gay, not that gay album. <laughs> what do you mean? That? They're all gay. No, fuck that. No, no. Fuck <laughs> no. seven years. Yeah, that's right. That's the Anthony game. Green. That's the Anthony song. Green's the shit. That's the worst song they've ever done. Not just done. that song. No, it's not. Yeah, that it song's is. fucking amazing. You heard the drums in that song? Oh, have you heard that song? Well, sorry. Song? My song is nostalgia in a way that are, oh. it makes me think of three people. I'm mine is gonna take me back to three certain moments. Okay, in hold my on. Life. This isn't for you guys to argue. Back about. in the day when Adam was banging your ex. <laughs> what's the album? Nope. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> All right. What's your album? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he wanted to get emo. So that, was seven, emo. that was seven years ago. So mine relates. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. What was the album? It's just their EP. It was before they even had an EP. album. It was just the oh, song that they released. Yo, it's on came out Holy in 2005 shit, it was on five songs yep wow but okay. they came out with a couple different other songs that Anthony Green was singing so the reason I want to bring this album up is because this is before they got Cove Cove was their other singer that came along later um, Anthony Green actually did Circus Survive which is a great fucking band he just okay, did great for, okay for listeners this is nostalgia for me I'm less than you the original singer was Anthony Green thank okay? you okay. he has a whiny voice yes but it's nostalgia. <laughs> it's somebody. It's something that that brings back memories. They changed their singer after their first album. Well, they didn't even make a first album yet. That was their, their first EP. EP? Their, the singer mm. left. Actually, okay. They had they had different. Whoa, this band sucks. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are too rough and tumble. I'm a lot softer. Circus <laughs> uh, Survive. I'm came taking out. on seven years. That Holy Ghost. I fucking do, <laughs> dude. That's a great song. Dude, he dude he played that song so many. Fucking times when we were fucking oh, teenagers, dude. So that okay. song is good. Yes, it is. It is whiny, but they're not all their songs are fucking whiny. I actually, yeah. I actually really like Sayosin. It's just that that okay, song. Okay, okay, okay. That <laughs> song we're is being whiny. way too broad with this. For Frank, um, if you know about music, you're gonna know who Frank Sinatra is, and you're gonna know the genre oh, that yeah. Frank Sinatra is in. People might not know who the fuck. Sayosin is. So who is Sayosin? What what type of music am I listening it's to? It's right? Vans Warped Tour type music. Okay. So it's all emo. <laughs> that is such a good description. <laughs> 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 Fucking nailed it. <laughs> that should be a fucking genre on Spotify. Fans warp tour type of music. <laughs> okay, cool. Those bitches. All right. um, now I can at least like get on board and know what I'm dealing with. So this I know who Yeah, this yeah, is back dealing with dealing with spiked belts and fucking leather bracelets. <laughs> and, and this is weird back choppy the, haircuts. This is back in the MySpace days. So I actually got to see this band when Were you, you wearing mascara? Yes, I did wear mascara <laughs> back then. <laughs> I ain't gonna hide it. Oh, those bangs. It's funny because my album bangs. is directly making fun of Chris. Me. Chris, <laughs> Chris, those long bangs that kind of swoop to the side. They swoop to the side. So spiky in the back. So nostalgia. <laughs> I found nostalgia in the back. Talk about this. in the front. It was kind of like that. Like, let me speak to your manager haircut. <laughs> <laughs> that mom's app. Oh my, it's a soccer mom haircut. But she's a little more choppy. All right, so let's move on. What's your okay? It's okay. It's okay. No, it's not it. okay, all right? It is okay. You bring it back in motion. <laughs> we could have we, we made about it. <laughs> yeah, we could have made us all look like a fool because we were about to go back to Backstreet Boys and NSYNC whoa, whoa, whoa. There's 98 degrees and shit, we're okay? teenager years, though. We're not talking about, you know. Hey, those no, are no, I said, hey. I, wait, what does it say? 
influential. Oh, we're talking influential. We're talking about, oh, for some reason I was thinking. Teenagers. Don't know why you were thinking. It's okay. That's teenage fine, years, huh? not teenagers. The Backstreet Boys, right? So shh. Right, <laughs> um, so yeah, mine Sayosin because of just 2005. It was right when I got into the fucking seniors. It's actually when I first met Adam. Um, the reason. Oh five. Uh, no, I met him Adam, Adam in 04, but that's like when we started our transformation. Right on. <laughs> from, what, from what? What were you transferring from? from? Gay Adam to super to, gay. Super Adam gay. Wears, dude, dude, Adam used to wear like like extra large t-shirts. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, that was him like in the trailer Echo, park. Echo Land. T- <laughs> Echo Land. Who didn't wear Echo? Calm down. Everyone. Liar! I never wore Echo. Well, I never then did you either. wore Starter. I never did. <laughs> I never wore Echo. Fuck you guys. So... <laughs> mine, what mine? I'm not gonna tell you the lyrics. I will or anything. echo Adam. The, the lyrics of a lot of songs. <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics of a lot of the songs don't mean anything. Uh, they, they're very vague. But I'm gonna tell you the, the three songs that mean something to me and the okay. reason that they do. Um, the first song I'm gonna bring up. So Adam's the one that actually showed me Sayosin, which I owe it to him. And it was the first year I met Adam. He showed Are me they a the lot one that of did that my heroin song. No, that's Silverstein. Sorry. Continue. How dare you? Sorry, so, dude. These bands like they get mixed. Saving okay. Silverstein. Sorry, sorry. So Adam comes along. I meet Adam, and the first time we met each other was like, whole Kenny. He knew my best friend Kenny, which Adam, Adam and I grew up with our whole lives. He's a listener. Shout out to Kenny. Um, and I meet Adam, and Adam's like, first thing I said to him was, "Dude, you sag your fucking pants too?" Because I used to sag my pants all, like hella bad, like bad, bad. And then Adam and I instantly hit it off. As Wait, friends. weren't you guys? Didn't you guys grow up in sack? Yeah. Like, aren't there a lot of black people in sag? No, no, this yeah. was sagging pants, like emo sagging pants. There's a difference. Oh, uh, so it was like just butt it's crack like a sag. a different style of yeah. sagging. It was! <laughs> it was! Chris knows! Because <laughs> we wore tight pants and sagged them. You know, we didn't wear like baggy pants. Oh, <laughs> lugs, bro. We didn't wear like Jordans. We was more like no Chuck Timberlands. And <laughs> Slip on Toms, bro. <laughs> Mascara and eyeliner. Yeah. Gauges. <laughs> so emo kid. That was so good. Twa. <laughs> Smoke cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Come on. <laughs> I had more, but go ahead. <laughs> are we done? Are you done? You're done? You're, are, are y'all finished? Hey, yeah, you, you brought this on, man. <laughs> Come on, Chip. You brought this on, man. You brought this on. <laughs> you what I did? I was like, hey, you brought this on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I was like, you brought this on, man. <laughs> uh, listeners, don't get uh, that joke. Don't get it. No, don't, don't explain it to him. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah. So, this w- reason these three songs are important to me. So, Adam showed me the band. He first showed me Seven Years.
and I thought I was like, oh, this fucking man's awesome. It's when I started getting my emo face, tight pants, everything like that. And I fell in love with this song, and it was it was my introduction to Adam. He showed me Under Oath, but this band in particular, he showed me. And then I had I have specific memories of going to like Adam was big into MySpace. He was huge MySpace kid. Oh, he like, was popular. The yeah, he was super guy. popular. And then he was known as Shark Tooth. Adam. Yeah, yeah. So, or no, it wasn't, wasn't even Make Adam. Out Kid. It was Make Out Kid. Make Out Kid. Yeah. So listen, he was fucking my MySpace boy. names. Jesus. So so Adam. Is, Do we need to have a whole? I'm sorry. Adam's we need to have introduction. a whole episode on MySpace. Well, this is the reason Adam is one of my closest <laughs> hey friends. Hey man, you got laid off MySpace. <laughs> it okay. works. Okay. So this okay. is the reason Adam will always remain one of my closest friends. We kind of grew together. We went through the same phase together. He was there every step of the way with me, and we were we were latchkey kids. We didn't have parents that cared what we were doing, so we were always out fucking partying, doing drugs, and everything. We we went through the craziest party life we had together, and this song kind of introduced. It's the introduction to our friendship, and that's why this song is important to me. And scene chicks were super. Oh, slutty. the most they were super. No, that's what the best part. They were the most slutty too. The most slutty, and they became the hottest chicks later on. The light, so, light emo chicks, like they were lightly emo. Were yeah. Hot. No, the heavy ones were always the cutters that you wind up seeing yeah, themselves yeah, hanging true. each other off yeah. of a tree. And the light ones are the ones that became super hot later on. Yeah. Like they and they were like tattooed, like kind of slutty. One hundred percent agree with yep. you. Yep. Um, so that was okay. like that's why that song is important to me. Now the next song, what what it reminds me of, and what's so important is my brother Josh Black. Um, <laughs> this song, "Bury Your Head," I showed Josh Sayosin, and he played drums our whole life. He was he kind of is what influenced me with music. Uh, him and our friend Gabe, our friend Gabe is what showed me Offspring, what showed Adney Offspring, and that's. Gabe was always like played Offspring every fucking day. He's the house mm-hmm. that Adney talked about when Splinter came out that we went straight over to to listen to the album. So Gabe bought me my first guitar, and he showed me Offspring. Well, now Josh used to come over and play drums all the time, but Josh had this warehouse that we used to party at. Adney told his his threesome story, his failed threesome story about the warehouse. Oh right. Now we used to One go there and the party all the time. Threesome. And yeah. there was two things something that- that's filling my mind of useless information. But for some reason, I'll retain that and not. Something I need to know. Anyways. So these are these are our nostalgia years. These are our party years. And the two albums that we listened to mostly there was Dane Cook, Retaliation 1 and 2, and Seosin. My brother would always play fucking Seosin, Bury Your Head, specifically because of the drums on that song. The drums are so fucking sick. And he would all, once I showed him the band, he goes, dude, the drummer in this band is fucking ridiculous. He wasn't much into emo music, but he was definitely into the drums. What so was the song? The song's Bury Your Head. And so that song just reminds me of our party days 
at the warehouse, shooting shotguns off the roof, hanging out with Josh. Yeah, Black. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> hanging out with Jables, Josh Black, JB. Allegedly. And uh, Papa John, and fucking going to the warehouse, throwing warehouse parties, and allegedly. And it sounds like Hawthorne Heights, dude. <laughs> allegedly. Um, so that's what it reminds me of, really bad. And I just, I those memories are so nostalgic for me, and I love them. I miss those moments of like escaping, and well, we had our own let's, thing. Let's rent a fucking warehouse. I would totally listen to that song. Like I just did, like a. Three or four seconds. Listen, I'm, I would totally say something. <laughs> we, like we we had it all back then. It seemed like you know what I mean. We were kids, but we were we had a, we had older people that we hung out with all the time. Aaron Close, Josh Black. We always had older friends, and we always relied on them. Like we were the fun being brought, but yet they had the places to go, and which is cool because we hung out we hung out <laughs> with really kids that were outsiders. We all were fucking outsiders growing up, and all we had were each other, and that's I think why our our friendship with all of us are so close. Most of us were outsiders. Um, and so Josh Black is where we went to hang out. He was a big father figure. He was our splinter. When we talk about being, we were the Ninja Turtles, he was our splinter. We always talk about that Joel, me, Kenny, Alex, Adney, like fucking Adam. All of us kind of were in this tight-knit group and Josh was that older cat that was like, went to jail twice. <laughs> and, like, like, he would like teach us, okay, no, here's how you steal a car. Okay, here's how you steal gasoline from buses, allegedly. Yeah, uh, we stole <laughs> Oh my God, I forgot the gasoline. So he, did, he saw little leprechauns then. So uh, quick side note, um, a story that my dad told me he used to huff gas and when you huff gas apparently you see little leprechauns so that's why I said that maybe well, he, he saw some leprechauns no, he used to make a steel gas to drive in his car to drive not, through, not by not by the tube thing not sucking the tube from the gap from like no. the, the nozzle part the little white not tiny buses that. there's an underneath you can go with a ratchet and un- undo the gas tank and just put and it buckets. drops the tank yes and you just the take tank. the whole tank. No, you don't. Yep. No, 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 no. It drops, it drops the gas out of the it. Ga- it just leaks out. Oh, oh, it leaks out. Okay, you made it sound like it dropped the tank no. from the. No, 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 no. It was, oh, it's, it's a bolt okay. on the tank, but you get little tubs. You can fill the tubs up. And oh, it's like that. the oil drain, essentially, from your oil. Oh, gas. Yeah, kind of like okay. that, but with gas. And okay. then, like, we'd get a big ass funnel, shove it into whatever car we took, and then just fucking fill. Go back and forth. We'd hop a fence and have one person reaching over the fence with gas. We'd all smell like gas afterwards, but we'd do it to get the party. But we partied. We still. Yes. Your party smelling like what? gas. Yeah. That was your cologne. What's up? Why do you guys smell like gas? <laughs> like, we had to get Why some out. Don't you smell like gas? <laughs> Maybe get a job. <laughs> <laughs> It's because I'm a mechanic. Uh, so that that's why that song is important to me. That song reminds me of that. And then this other song specifically, it's done by the. It was written by Anthony Green, done by the other singer Cove, and it reminds me of Kenny. It reminds me of my old best friend. Fucking still my family member. Still, I'm an uncle to his kids. He'll always be my closest fucking friend that isn't blood related. And this song specifically because it reminds me of doing drugs at his mom's house without anybody <laughs> knowing his parents weren't there. And we would sit there and listen to all these emo songs, all these emo bands and do like Triple C and allegedly uh, Triple C and stuff Hold like on. that. Triple C isn't illegal. You don't have to say allegedly yeah. after Triple C. Yeah, for dust off either, bro. <laughs> uh, but um, I remember listening to the You're song. You're saying allegedly, so you don't think people I assume just, you do I it. Remember, I, remember this, <laughs> I remember specifically this moment. The song's called Mookie's Last Christmas. And it's done. <laughs> it's it's stupid, but it's it's a great fucking song. It's done by COVID. It was his introduction to the band. It's how he actually became the singer. He sent them an acoustic version of him playing. From fruit and ice came winter and re- I'm told to carry on Sad overwhelms My senses drown Oh, I feel dependent The feeling that you were honestly gone I can't shake it 
And it reminds me of just being a kid and hanging out at Kenny's in a, in a trailer that where I met Adam and everybody and and just hanging out in Kenny's bedroom being fucked up and just all we would do was sit there and hang out, get fucked up and talk and listen to music. Like it was, we didn't need anything. We didn't need anything at all. All of us growing up, we never had, we would never sit in front of the TV. We'd only do that when we were at Coppa's house. When we well, were hold on. Out, I don't think you say you don't need anything because obviously this album played a huge role. So yeah, you needed music. Music. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't need anything like um, visual. We were we hanging. Food. We need water. No, because we were on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you're on drugs, you don't need shit but music. Yeah. You kidding me? 14 but hours. <laughs> this whole album just reminds me of friendship. That's what it is. It reminds me the of the whole like, EP. Yeah, the whole EP. Right of not not sitting in front of a TV. It it was going out and partying. Going. It was my it was my crazy days. It's a it's a time gone past. It's something that I will never be again. And I will never get back. And it lives in this past Nothing area. Nothing can stay. <laughs> it lives in this past area of like, damn. That's when I was at my craziest. That's when I was partying and doing hella drugs and fucking bitches and. And meeting the closest friends that I have but to this day, the friends that have still stayed around to this day, Joel, Adam, fucking Kenny, Alex, these these people that have that were friends that were discovered from Adney and I growing up together. We met all these kids through our childhood, and then we got this tight-knit crew, and Josh was right along there with us as a father figure. And that's what this album reminds me of. It's just like, like this little segments in my life through yeah. my time lapse of the... F- past and the family and the friends that I had and just like those are my fondest memories when I think like crazy times I think of these guys and these specific times and the shit that we did and my emo days and that's why this album and this band specifically and that singer Anthony Green stand out to me more than anything it's because it just reminds me of what once was and what I will never be again it's almost the past that I hate but the past that I love at the same time because I was a fuck up bad so do you hate it to the point That if that song comes on or something, will you will you change the station? No, not at all. If I listen to it, it makes me happy because it re- makes me remember the friendship. Only the good parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let's just walk through this next all the good things about all the, all the drugs, not the repercussions of all the drugs. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> next day is the way I looked. There, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the whole thing. It's just like a time when I just, I was living, I, I had the world at my fingertips, it seemed like, and I was a kid. You know, I was 14 to fucking 17 and I had three years of my life that was the craziest years of my life. And this album rode right along with me in Shotgun. And that's why it's important to me. So my three songs are Seosin and they're Seven Years, Bury Your Head, and Mookie's Last Christmas. That's awesome. That's exactly what we're going for. Also, I shoved pills up my ass before with Adam. Really? I've never tried it. I thought, I thought, I thought you kind of figured. <laughs> I did it at Adney's house. Too. Did it work? I picked up Adney. We were in the trunk. <laughs> well, did it work? What? Oh, yeah. It like, did it, did oh, it yeah. actually? <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, one. <laughs> Maybe not did it work, but did it hit you faster? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What was it? Recommend it. <laughs> it was XC. Really? Yep. Like a pill? The first time it happened was I was at some, I was just leaving. Remember? First my, time it happened like it was an accident. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, it was one of those things. It's like the air. It just kind of, <laughs> I told this story at work. First time you did it to yourself. I told this story at work because someone got caught pissing in a trash can. They didn't get caught, but crazy story of them pissing in a trash can at work. 
and they were fucked up. And this girl was like, I want to know the story. And the guy's like, you you don't hang out with us. So you're not going to, you don't get to know the story. <laughs> and then she goes, come on, I'll trade you. I got crazy party stories. And I was like, oh yeah, what's your party story? You fell asleep drunk on a couch once. Cause she's kind of innocent. <laughs> I was like, you want a fucking story? I got done with the rave, right? I was like 15. I went over to this fucking chick's house. They were all partying, having a good time. I was on ecstasy. It was wore, wearing down. They said, that girl has ecstasy. I went up. Asked her to buy some. She said, no, but I'll make you a deal. I'm doing a little test thing. If you let me shove this pill up your ass, then I'll give it to you for free. And I was like, yep. And she was like, yep. And then we did it. So you're telling me you bent over and you let a female. In the bathroom. I'm not a fucking maniac. I'm not an animal. (laughs) I didn't do it outside. He's got manners, Chris. Took me to the bathroom. I bent over. She put the pill in She put the pill in And then she she looks at me and then she walks away. (laughs) And I was like, hold on. I got more stories. That was a warm up. That was really good when I got. And then another. And then I didn't tell anybody about it because it was hella embarrassing. I told Adam. Adam's like, "That's crazy. You want to try it again?" (laughs) And then we. And that's why they're actually close. That's the rumors. We didn't shove it up. No, we didn't shove it up each other's butts. We shoved it up our own butts together as a group, (laughs) as one-on-one friends. You should have. You should. And this is what I can't. That's our closer. This is what I can't. Why would you burn that? That was our closer. You piece of shit. This is why I can't kick him out. All right, because he knows stories. (laughs) I know he fingered my (laughs) axle. Dude, we. That's. I mean, just that's what that's what this album reminds me of. Fingers in the bottle. Oh God. God, move on. (laughs) Yeah, move on. (laughs) All right, so mine was a little bit before the teenage. Not before the teenagers. It was like um. Like, right when you're on the cusp. Middle school? No, you're on the cusp. Yeah, 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 like, uh, 12. Summer, summer thir- before? 12, 13. So, like, 11. The, like, the age right where there. Twilight kind of reaches out to you. Exactly. And Making I out is like, holy it. shit, you made <laughs> out with her, bro? Exactly, like, like, yeah. like when, like, when you went to the movies to get handjobs, not to enjoy the film. Yeah, when I was going to movies to get a fucking, what's up, we're holding hands? Oh, shit, I'm excited, we're holding hands right now. You never got a handjob at a movie theater when you were 12? Nah. God, what a loser. Definitely didn't ask. Different towns, bro. He said this before. <laughs> Sacramento's different world. I think Earrington. There ain't no girl down there that wants to give anyone a hand job. Even overage. They're all pieces well, of shit. Well, by that time, a hand job is fucking perfect. <laughs> okay. So, this was around 2000. I want to say it was around 12, 13, 14. And, but um, I have to give you a little bit of context to the story. So, this was right after I tried that whole visit with my mom. So, I went over. So... My dad and my mom split up, yada yada yada. I have divorced parents. My mom wanted to Aww. my mom wanted to have me or whatever. She wanted to try. So my dad said, Okay, you can try. And my dad sent me over there to Michigan to my mom. My mom failed. Michigan. She was doing this and that. Yeah, it was in Michigan. Holy shit, I didn't know that. Um Detroit. Eight mile. Yeah. <laughs> she was uh doing drugs and all stuff. She, she was just eating spaghetti. Up. She was just a shitty person. <laughs> so I didn't know that though. So like my only uh, recollection of my mom from like before that time was like I only remember her face. I don't remember her saying anything. I don't remember any of her actions or anything like that. I remember like looking up at her, and that was about it. And, and then you I went to go and live with her after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I remember your face. Got <laughs> your face down. Yeah, and so my and my dad was totally about it. My dad was actually willing. He's like, good. I've dealt with you for fucking 12 years. Like, get the fuck out of here. And so he sent me over yeah, there. You take on the puberty years. <laughs> exactly. I ain't getting that. Yeah. <laughs> and my I've mom, dealt with you for 12 years? Yeah. What the fuck? She <laughs> acted like, years, well, get out of my house. You're a real martyr, Dad. You're an adult now, okay? You need to find a fucking job, Chris. <laughs> 
Stop freeloading, <laughs> fucking child. I was you destroying this country. You're, <laughs> you're in junior high now. I think you need to be a man. <laughs> fucking terrifying. Yeah, you'll figure Basically it out. Basically, Grandpa in Yarrington. I mean, that's essentially what he did. He he it was time for you to go see the world. He didn't. He <laughs> didn't. Here's, here's a flight to, to, to Detroit. <laughs> it was, dude. It Every was to Detroit. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> My mom had to meet me in Detroit. I was like sitting there with like uh, flight attendants, essentially, like like just people that were. As your yeah, people who were paid to like. She's wait, like, hold on. So, sorry, I'm three days late. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. That's the thing. That's the thing. Just so you guys don't know, I got like lost on the way back from the gas station. <laughs> What? Lost in a dime bag, you crazy bitch? <laughs> yeah, that's my mom. I recognize the face. The voice is kind of off-putting, huh? So anyways, um, they, like, that, that is a thing. Um, like, Wait, uh, so parents like, get divorced, yeah. and then a parent might yeah. live in, let's say, Florida, and the other one lives in California, yeah, that's and you're thing. sending your kid over there. Well, your kid's a minor. And so you essentially have to pay more for the ticket, because what that includes is essentially a guardian the entire way, and you literally have a fucking flight attendant who, I don't know exactly how they work it out or whatever, but my experience was, I got on the plane... My dad gave me to this flight attendant and said, you're going to go with her until you see your mom. Gave me to this fucking flight attendant. I got on the flight. I flew over to Detroit. But then after Detroit, we had to go to like Ann Arbor or something. It was like a 30-minute flight because my mom couldn't make it to Detroit or whatever. So anyways, um, there was like a whole like... Uh, Did you have to wait for that? Boarding thing that you had to do, right? Hey, it's me, Mama <laughs> Smith. Stay right there. You're new guardian. Well, Stay so right there. Hold on, hold on. Because you guys... I mean, this is, this is like something you guys didn't... I don't feel like, like you knew. So um, uh, we get off the flight and the lady's literally walking me like my fucking parent and she walks me to the entire other gate on the opposite fucking side of the fucking airport and leaves me there and is like okay your mom sees you goes nope yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious mom's like she, I don't recognize his face <laughs> she, she literally like hands me off to the, the next flight from? attendant or whatever it might be and I'm not sure if they're guardians I'm not exactly sure of the category that they're in but she hands me off to this Olaf. next person and this next person is like okay I got your itinerary blah blah blah, blah and we're gonna go here and we're gonna go here then we go to fucking Adrian, Michigan or whatever. We get there. My mom's there and she hands me off to my fucking mom. So that alone is fucking really Terrifying. fucking bizarre. That's fucking scary. And then I found out my mama is a drug addict and uh, she really likes meth. And uh, she's probably cooking meth in her basement and all this fucking shit. And I was around like these really influential age. And then I come back. How long were you there? I was there for two months. That's and, it. And then my grandpa came up and said, fuck you, to his own daughter, took me back, and then fuck flew me yes, over dude. Fuck to my dad. Yes, I love that. My gramps has definitely always been there dude, for me. Dude, like, fuck. It's, it's yeah. crazy. That's why we relate, because our yeah, gramps are there for grandpas. us. <laughs> grandpas took us all <laughs> in, motherfuckers. Dude, yeah. for real. Like, my grandpa was a huge That's crazy, yeah, because my... still is. Like, my so mom and dad crazy, burnt down dude. half the garage, a bunch of clothes, with trying to make fucking meth. Really? Yeah, dumbasses. Dusty tells me about the story all the time. Hell of clothes were burnt. Dusty's clothes were all burnt. On the, they were trying to make a meth up on the washer and dryer machine. For some <laughs> reason. Jesus. Okay. Like, a, a well-known unsteady. <laughs> <laughs> no, dumbass, you want to close the drawer. <laughs> drop it down. <laughs> like, don't what, have spin cycle. Well, I really need to dry these. <laughs> I got meth juice all over my shirt. I need to dry it. <laughs> 
So I had just fucking gotten back stooges. from this whole fucking crazy experience. While I was there, I performed the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I performed. I it because that way. Because it was Tell her birthday. And like I want to do something for her birthday. So I remember I was so excited. Oh, All this stuff. You know, I got roses. I got like, I made cookies and shit. And I tried my best for a fucking 12-year-old. And then she got there. And she was so mad at work that she paid no attention to me. I remember this very fucking clearly. <laughs> she paid no attention to me. And I remember running up that to my room. explains a lot about crying. it. Crying. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. <clears throat> All this fucking shit happened with my mom. And, and, and I was having a really fucking bad experience with it. And then I moved in with my dad. Okay. My dad... Lives with his sister, one of my aunts, not Shaleen. This aunt is named Peanuts. Yes. Yola. Yeah. Um, and we live in Sparks or whatever, okay? We live in this little red brick house. I'm about 12 years old, and I am very independent at this point because my dad and both his sister, my aunt, work all day. They work until about 6 o'clock. I get out of school at about 3 and then I have the rest of the You're fucking Alaska day. Kid. You sit home by yourself. I That's do. what it is. Exactly. Well, I had a bike. I was a little biker kid. <laughs> I, I wound up. <laughs> the bike not- isn't a fucking parent. <laughs> oh, <laughs> still, the bike was my parent. By yourself. It taught me so many lessons. Like, hey, that jump's too big. Don't jump. Don't <laughs> break your face. He's like dressing <laughs> the bike up. <laughs> Tea parties. <laughs> yeah, this is my bike. Uh, Gee, thanks, Mister Bike. That was great advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bike was my best friend at this time. <laughs> thanks, oh, thanks, Mr. Bike. Which is really going to explain <laughs> this whole entire album. You are one pathetic loser. <laughs> I was a damaged kid, okay? Oh, uh, and it wasn't job. from my dad. I just want to make that a very big point. Like, my dad did his best. Now, while that wasn't the best, but he never abused me, and he never put me around the circumstances that my mom did. So, so I have to give props to my dad. Michigan no, what my dad did is he just bailed instead and left me with my aunt. Took it on to somebody else. That's a different story. We told about a year ago exactly. I know. So, (laughs) I know about Eminem. I just know about him. Because of my aunt, Shalene. She was in her party phase and she was listening to the Slim Shady LP. But I didn't know what the fuck the Slim Shady LP was or anything like that. And I was just around her and she was listening to it. And then every time I would try to get my fucking hands on the fucking CD, someone would take it away. Whether it be my dad, this aunt, that aunt, a parent figure of some sort. I could never fucking get my hands on that exact album. But I knew... Or I felt it. There's something about Eminem, and it drew me towards him. I don't know exactly can't, why. It's the can't aspect. It just it's drew the parental me, control yeah. aspect. Actually, if they wanted to deny it, I cannot sit here and say that I'd be telling the same story. It, if they would have gave it to me, I don't know if this well, would have been well, happening. And you relate to him because you're like, fuck my mom who lives in a trailer in Michigan. Well, after. I didn't realize like, like the connection. Even, it's, I, it's all about like kids. I didn't realize the connection kids, until literally like three days ago. Kids want and need to rebel. There's yeah. always some form of music that helps kids kids rebel against their parents and like just say like make them feel like fuck yeah. you and that's Frank such- Sinatra <laughs> he's like I'm swinging my I'm dick here I'm a super classic guy I'm a classic man <laughs> <laughs> go back to last week dude I can't believe you picked Eminem I relate so much to that that's old older for me though I, my okay, so yeah, I used the, to dress like him the thing is, <laughs> I is did. I've dyed my hair and bleached my it. favorite album today is the Slim Shady LP but I wasn't ever to get my grasp on that album and so what happened is he, he released another LP and at this Marshall time, Mathers. correct. And at this time, this is when TRL was really fucking yep. big. Oh, Total God. Request Live with Carson Daly. So I saw the real Slim Shady from his first LP. I saw the music video of it, and then I saw Role Model, 
the music video role model and I fell in love with Eminem through MTV through TRL because they would do TRL second clips kids uh, back in the day uh, MTV <laughs> played music <laughs> yeah so that's that. what it is for music television in yeah. case you and don't know and they actually know. used to have this like epic ass show where they played like music videos and TRL they played live. music video Except and they would only play segments they didn't cut it off like they would play 45 seconds yeah. in which pissed me off they started doing that after they a while they started doing that after a while I but hated that the original they were playing all yeah, top 10 yep. or whatever like they were fucking banging they that's how I found Limp Bizkit oh yeah all that shit I found so a bunch of bands too MTV it's okay you don't have to like Limp Bizkit I found Marilyn Manson Marilyn Manson thank you Um. so I saw Eminem coming up, and then they released uh, The Way I Am. And it was uh, a music video, and that oh, hit yep. me falling so from the sky fucking and hard that I was like, okay, now Dude, it's a mission. The Way I Am holds up. Yeah, so no. now I went out, and I was oh, going out to all... Because at the time, Walmart wasn't a thing. <laughs> like, it wasn't, like, the thing at the time. It was Kmart. Kmart. <laughs> yeah, was I remember so that I was rolling over to Kmart. I was like, what the fuck's a Walmart? Exactly. <laughs> I rolled over to Cameron on my bike, and then I remember specifically I grabbed the album because I didn't look at it specifically. I just I just saw Eminem right on, grabbed it, went up to the cashier. The cashier said, you can't buy this. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, it has this sticker on it. And then he was like, go get the other one. And I was like, what other one? And he was like, there's one that doesn't have the fucking sticker on it. Yep. It's and I was like, what? What? Boom, uh, what? G, shout out. <laughs> really? That, that guy's the MVP but of this is that, whole That's story. the one without the cussing on it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but that's yeah. the one that also has that a was South the Park one, song. Yeah. That's a South Park song That was on the it. only one that I could also buy. Yeah, me too. I couldn't get the it's fucking the, only, one. It's the first one I bought because I didn't realize that the other one has a different song on it about mm-hmm. him killing his girlfriend. Yeah. That one has a, hey kids, and they do a Mr. Mackey. He loves South Park and he made a song about literally... Mr. It is. He, uh, he says my it, memory of it is different. I don't feel that it's a song. I feel like it's a snippet. It's like a. It's like a minute or so. Like well, I, he's doing. He's doing an introduction. I remember doing an introduction. He makes a Cartman voice. He makes a, okay. He's talking. No, I he's remember like, hey, that kids. part. But I don't remember. You're saying that it's a whole song. He does. He he does the snippet and it leads into a song. Oh, I see. What you're saying. Yeah. Um, so there's a snippet. It leads into a song, but it's a South Park thing. In the in the actual explicit version, there is that song is not on there. No, that song is the Kim song. Yeah, it's the one about, about killing her. Yeah. Taking her out into the woods. That song is fucking brutal. Dude. So I was actually I re-listened to it today because I was like, okay, like I know that this is the album and I know why this is the album. And then I listened to that song and I was like, there's dude. no fucking way I resonated with this. And now that you <laughs> say that, it makes sense because the, the album that I one. have is the explicit one. It's not the original, so that actually makes a lot of sense because I couldn't remember that album when I was like retracing my steps to it because I remember most of this vividly. I remember. Getting on my bike from our little, because we had like a little like a patio or whatever, a little porch, a nice concrete porch in our little brick house. I got off, I, got, I had a chain on my bike and everything. I got, got on my bike, went over to fucking Kmart, had him deny me, got it the second time, came back, locked up my bike, and then halfway through the album, I came outside and my fucking bike was gone. Oh. Someone stole my fucking bike, and then I went back in and listened to the rest of the album, and it resonated with me even more. So we've anyway. been there, man. <laughs> yeah, I got Adam's bike stolen once. <laughs> I got Adam's bike stolen. I think the biggest reason why this album was so influential towards me was because this was the first album that I was able to put on from start to finish. There wasn't any outside influence on me. There wasn't 
anything. There wasn't a TV going. There wasn't my dad being there. It was nothing. It was me and fucking Eminem. And you were angry. We were sitting in my fucking house. It felt like you and found I went from music start for to yeah. finish. And it felt like I found music. That's exactly what it was. And it's you were angry. It's you how were Joey Kid. It's how you- Joey Diaz always describes how he listened to uh, Pink Floyd The Wall because he listened to it on a or vinyl. Guns N' Roses. Or Guns N' Roses. Because and Roses. back in the day, it was a. It was a thing for everybody to group up and just listen to an album. Not that you needed to be like having music playing as you're partying and you're drinking. No, the party was the album. So it was a completely different listening experience back in the day. And I felt that that was what I got in that time. I got that whole entire listening experience by myself. I didn't have anything else going on. There was no electronics, so I got to start it from start to fucking finish. And it blew me away, because I'm not fucking 12 years old, and the first fucking song, he's talking shit the entire fucking time on his mom, saying she does drugs, she's this, she's that, she's that. And I just resonated with that so much. So Motor City Drug Addicts. That is definitely my first song of the album. It's great. I, that's what's the thing. I think um, it's not just like back in the day that was the thing. I think all of us at that point when we're that old, like that just getting into teenage years, going through puberty, all those fucking crazy hormones, we've all like had uh, albums that we just sat in our rooms and listened to and did nothing else because we were super fucking emotional. Specifically and all that stuff. Eminem, and all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kill yeah, You, I, Kill I You. That, it was, like the that. first song was yeah, Kill You. little baby boy, my mama used to tell me these crazy things. Tell me my daddy was an evil man She used to tell me he hated me But then I got a little bit older And I realized she was the crazy one But there was nothing I could do or say To try to change it Cause that's just the way she was They said I can't rap about being broke no more They say I can't rap about coke no more ah! Slut, you think I won't choke no more Till the vocal cords don't work in the throat no more ah! These motherfuckers are thinking I'm playing Thinking I'm saying this shit Cause I'm thinking it just to be saying it ah! Put your hands down bitch, I ain't gonna shoot you Put it through you Shut up slut You're causing too much chaos Just bend over and take it like a slut Okay ma Oh now he's raping his own mother Abusing a horse Thornton Hulk And we gave him the Rolling Stone cover You goddamn right bitch And now it's too late I'm triple platinum And tragedies happen in two states I invented violence You vile venomous Vile little bitches Bane Vicodin Ring 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 Sex his chainsaw Left his brains all Dangling from his neck While his head barely hangs on Blood Guts Guns Cuts Knives Lies Wives Nuns Sluts Bitch I'ma kill you You don't wanna fuck with me Slut to me, bitch, I'ma kill you You ain't got the balls to beef We ain't gonna never stop beef And I don't squash the beef You better kill me I'ma be another rapper dead For popping off at the mouth With shit I shouldn't have said But when they kill me I'm bringing the world with me Bitches too You ain't nothing but a girl to me I said dude It really resonated with me But it fucked me up at the same time Cause I was like well, I don't want to kill my mom, but everything that he's saying, because I didn't understand that he was using kill you as like a context or, or he wasn't actually meaning like, I'm going to kill you. It was just a, a phrase that he was using to express his emotions. At the time, I felt like he really wanted to kill somebody. Like, I'm so going to kill the memory of you. Exactly. I'm like, I'm going to kill the memory of you. Like, you made me go through all this fucking shit that I just had to go through for three fucking months that I didn't really choose or anything like that. I'm going to bury this entire went, fucking casket. I went through that exact same thing. My mom always telling me like the shit about my dad and all that kind of thing. And, and that's what I got when I went over there is my mom was trying to play this uh, portrayal of like, no, I'm innocent. Your dad's the bad guy. And it's like, shit, no, yeah. I've been with my dad for the past 13 fucking years. Got me for 12 years, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you're the one that bailed. Like you're trying to flip this whole script on me. It's not going to work. So that song really resonated with me really fucking hard at the time. To this day, I bang this album three times. 
as I brought up this topic, listen to it start to finish. Some yeah. tracks are very, very hard to listen to. Um, not because of the content <laughs> or anything, just because I'm not at that phase in my life anymore where it's not drawing any sort of connection with me. Yeah, I'm just not, admit like, it. Vibing. It doesn't hold up well. Say it. It doesn't. It doesn't hold up well. <laughs> His defense, he was on a lot of Unlike drugs. Frank, he was a kid. Frank's <laughs> fucking still kills it to this day. Um, for me personally, uh, the whole entire album falls short for me personally. I really resonate a lot more with the Slim Shady LP. Um, that's a different topic for a different day, so we're just going, so my first song was Kill You, and it was because of the way that he talked about his mother, uh, I really resonated with that, and that's where I was in my life. So Kill You was the first one that I resonated with, uh, the next one has to be The Way I Am. Oh, yeah. Hey, yo. I sit back with this pack of zigzags in this bag of this weed, it gives me the shit needed to be the most meanest MC on this, on this earth, and since birth I've been cursed with this to just curse and just blurt, just berserk and bizarre shit that works and it sells and it helps and itself to relieve all this tension, dispensing these sentences, getting this stress that's been eating me recently off of this chest and I rest again peacefully, peacefully. But at least have the decency in you to leave me alone when you freak see me out in the streets when I'm eating or feeding my daughter to not come and speak to me. I don't know you and no, I don't owe you a motherfucking thing. I'm not Mr. Instinct, I'm not what your friends think. I'm not Mr. Friendly, I can be a prick. If you tip me, my tank is on empty. No patience is in me, and if you offend me, I'm lifting you ten feet. In the air, I don't care who was there and who saw me. Just draw you, go call you a lawyer, file you a lawsuit. I'll smile in the courtroom and buy you a wardrobe. I'm tired of all you. I don't mean to be mean, but that's all I can be. It's just me, and I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, then why would I say I am? In the paper, the news, every day I am. And this song actually like, still resonates with me to this day. Like, it's just, uh, I, I honestly, man, the fucked up thing about this song is I kind of hate it because I've listened to it so much and I've heard it so much and I know every single fucking lyric so much and the beat and everything so much that it's almost to the point where it's like, man, this is like, it's so repetitive. You it's know old, you know, it's like, eh, whatever. But then there's times where I'll listen to it and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, like headbanging to it essentially because it, it really fits to what my emotions are feeling that day. So this was the song that can actually be like a transcendent, transcendent, whereas it can like cross space and time. Yeah. Like this one, unlike uh, the other, most of the album where I feel like uh, it has aged, I feel like this song can actually like uh, withstand the age. It can, it gets it better with age. the test of time. Thank you. Because it's just because with the meaning and it doesn't, it's not uh, so much of its time, like a lot of these other songs are that you're thinking of. Like a lot of like like uh, he did a lot of like goofy kind of like joke kind of songs a lot of the yeah. time. Yeah, like the ticket ticket. Yeah, that shit. That's so stuck in the year that it was made. Yes, it was bad. But no, a kid in ten years from now can have that same feeling of like parents. And like wanting to escape and can find this album, discover this album, and resonate with it. I think uh, that's what it is. It has no timestamp. Some songs, some songs have no timestamp on it. It's dark, man. Like as I'm listening to it again and again, I'm like, man, this is super dark. And I'm trying to figure out why I was so dark in that phase. And that's where 
where I was able to draw the whole conclusion. I was like, oh, well, it's right when I left my mom. It was right where I was in this transitional period where I didn't really have like a, fa- a, a parental figure. I had my dad, but he wasn't there. I had my granddad, but they weren't there. They were working. They were making a means to the end. They were making sure that I had a fucking roof over my head. So I was essentially a street kid. I didn't and have they didn't care what of, you did or where you go. But uh, I mean, how can went. they care when they're constantly working? You exactly. know, they can't really do anything about it at the time. Exactly. So all you had was yourself and then music. And Eminem fucking resonated with me. And man, like going back to it, it's dark. And I'm like, man, like, um, but I can understand why. It's because I didn't have anybody there for me. I didn't have these parental figures. I, I felt like Eminem. I felt like Marshall Mathers. I felt like this person. I was in the same fucking shoes as this guy. Like, I, that, that, oh, you're talking about me. You're talking about me right now. Of course I can fucking relate to this. Of course I'm going to jive with yeah, this. Yeah, sometimes I feel like my father. This. I hate to be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. So, like, of course, there's going to be certain lyrics. Uh, and at the time, there's certain lyrics that you're going to focus on, and there's other ones that you'll completely shut out, like the one you just said. Sometimes I feel like, father, I hate to be bothered. That didn't resonate with me at all. And then later on down the line, you have a line that does resonate, uh, resonate with me. So that whole entire song as a whole just fucked me up like i don't want to sit here and pinpoint this lyric or that lyric the entire song and the motive and the theme behind the song i am just who i am was how i was feeling at the time my mom wasn't loving me but i am who i am my dad wasn't giving me love but i am who i am but just my the way i am. wasn't giving me love my grandpa wasn't giving me love. i wasn't getting the love that i was seeking but this is who i am so i got to fucking deal with it and then the last song definitely got to be the real some shit. Please stand up. We're gonna have a problem here. Y'all act like you never seen a white person before. Jaws all on the floor like Pam, like Tommy just burst in the door. They started whooping her ass worse than before. They first were divorced, sewing her over furniture. Ah! It's the return of the. Oh, wait, no, wait, you're kidding. He didn't just say what I think he did, did he? And Dr. Dre said. Nothing, you idiots. Dr. Dre's dead. He's locked in my basement. Uh-huh. Feminist women love Eminem. Chicka, 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 slim shady. I'm sick of him. Look at him walking around, grabbing his you know what, flipping the you know who. Yeah, but he's so cute though. Yeah, I probably got a couple of screws up in my head loose, but no worse than what's going on in your parents' bedrooms. But sometimes I wanna get on TV and just let loose, but can't. But it's cool for Tom Green to hump a dead moose. My bum is on your lips. My bum is on your lips. And if I'm lucky, you might just give it a little kiss. And that's the message that we deliver to little kids and expect them not to know what a woman's glitter is. Is. Of course they're gonna know what in the course is By the time they hit fourth grade They got the Discovery Channel, don't they? We ain't nothing but mammals Well, some of us cannibals Who cut other people open like cantaloupes But if we can hunt dead animals and antelopes Then there's no reason that a man and another man can't elope But if you feel like I feel, I got the antidote Women wave your pantyhose, sing the chorus and it goes I'm Slim Shady, yes I'm the real Shady All you other Slim Shadies are just demotating So won't the real Slim Shady please stand up Please stand up, please stand up Cause I'm Slim Shady, yes I'm the real Shady because what this album did for the first eight songs was it, it it put me in this space where I was really fucking angry and I was I was angry at everybody. You you could have been somebody that I did enjoy, I was angry at you. You could be someone I didn't enjoy, I was angry at you. And then this song happened and it completely changed the entire vibe of the album because he was angry at his mom, he was angry at his situation, he was angry at Eight Mile, he was angry at the press he was angry at everybody and then he finally he like got over the hill and then he's like well i am just who i am i am the way i am i'm the real fucking slim shady i'm a real fucking guy and this is who i am you can't make a duplicate of me you can't do this you can't do that 
I'll be sitting in your McDonald's parking lot, spitting on your <laughs> rings. You know, there's all sorts of stupid shit like that. That it made me go from being that angry little kid to now I'm starting to see the comedic element in everything. Now I'm starting to see that there's these little subtle hints and all these songs that he's dropping that are these uh, nuances of chicka chickas or <laughs> or stupid little shit like that and then i started he's going back and he's starting to have fun he's not I as angry exactly i was like i was like oh well he's also having fun he's just talking about how he's fucking feeling and i think that after that song like i was able to release this like endorphin of some sort that was like man like okay i'm not as cathartic. angry anymore exactly because like, you got to get you got to you let the emotion rise as like a guy you usually bury that shit down inside exactly but you got to you let it rise you let it build you let it explode you were feeling it you were in the moment where you should have been where you're sitting in your emotions and you're dealing with them and then all of a sudden you do get that release you're like oh yeah fuck it all fuck everyone fuck everything fuck yeah, it. yeah we're having fun fuck it <laughs> that's life <laughs> that's life <laughs> don't you give me that fucking look at me <laughs> that's life <laughs> um, so life, that life. was the last song but the album as a whole is what captured me because it took you through a journey during Kill Me the the second song on the fucking album it was the first time that i was able to actually sit there and create a music video as the song was going on that's another reason why it really resonates for me because after that i was able to now listen to music and i could be creating a story in my head even if it wasn't as like a lyrical as an eminem song or something like that even if it was something as superficial as i am staring at the sun you know i was able to start making all these little videos in my head and it made music a lot more relatable for me i think that's the whole gist of the album that i really wanted to get at at its core is yes it helped me through these troubled periods yes it founded my love for a complete album but at its core it allowed me to fucking get over these humps man it, it allowed me to realize that my mom is a piece of shit i'm kind of gonna have to fucking deal with it and learn how to deal with it and get through it uh yeah my dad is here but he's not the best dad he's not the greatest dad but he's also not the fucking worst dad you know i, I have him here i have my grandpa i have these uh fixtures in my life that i can count he on he's still there exactly yeah Whereas, he's uh, an entity that's this there. motherfucker i mean yeah i'm nothing and he took care of his fucking mom's daughter, like his fucking little sister. Like, so there was all these things that hit me in this album. That's why I wanted to bring it up. That's why I had to talk about it. And that's why it's so one of my most influential albums of my influential years, essentially. Like, it is. Without this album, I probably years. wouldn't be the person who I am today. I'm, I'm sure I would be very, very close. But there are certain elements of this album that did kind of create the person that music you molds today. you man music definitely molds you like you you that's 100 true if it wasn't for music i wouldn't be playing music and that i wouldn't be here today playing fucking you know it's like music. I, I really feel music like is music, a huge impact man on everyone's it, life that whole album started my creativity route it started me on the route to my my film career it started me on the route to this fucking podcast because it made me start putting words together with a picture on screen and making a movie with the words. Whether as before, I needed the movie and then I could maybe I could make the words. Yeah, know? Tupac was the first thing that ever made me think of like story. I always talk about that's why Adney's the one that showed me Tupac and it's story based. It's, uh, it was story based. Oh, that was coming later. <laughs> uh, but definitely story based. And that was the first thing to where I was listening to somebody tell a story with rap. And it's the first time I ever listened to rap was Tupac. And like well, Eminem as well, but that's 
like Tupac was what Adney showed me when I was super young, and that is what built a story in my head, like you're, like Eminem did with you, and that was before I discovered Eminem. Man, it's crazy because when I listen to the album now, I'm like, don't like that song. Don't like that. <laughs> skip, like, yeah, skip. like I'm skipping a lot of it, but I had to like power through. It's just a. Uh, I only like three songs. Perfect. Certain aspects <laughs> three songs in your life, podcast. like, will put you somewhere, and there'll be an album that you don't think will resonate with you at all. But I, I encourage you to listen to that album. We listen. Go if back. If you're and in listen. a bad situation right now, and you think that there's, man, I don't want to listen to that. Listen to it. Uh, see what it's got to do. Music has actually done a lot for me in my depression days. You know, um, I. I don't want to say that I was ever depressed, clinically depressed. I was just sad, you know, and uh, it, it brought me out of it. Music has Everybody was in some way grow, growing up. It's, I mean, those are years where your hormones are racing. Like, I was a fucking sad teenager. I was an emo kid. That I'm super excited. Emotional. I'm <laughs> super excited to talk about my other albums because they're not as dark and gray. You know, I have a couple ones that are going to bring us up, but it is a series, so we're not going to spoil everything right now. So now we're going to go to... <gasps> Gotta pee first. <laughs> oh, real quick. Um, I saw the new oh, Underworld movie. I saw the new Underworld movie. I want all you guys out there listening to go watch Underworld. Then we're gonna talk about it later on a different on a different day. Oh, you're a piece of shit. I want people to see it before I fucking rip into it. Shaking the cash, shotgun thoughts. Shaking the cash, shotgun thoughts. We're criticizing me. He's still pissing, so we can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any, I don't have number one thoughts. or number two. <laughs> Do you have any shotgun thoughts, Stevie? That you want to like kill some time? What do you like more, number one or number two? Of Chris is going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go with poop. I think pooping is better uh, than peeing. Definitely. Okay. Uh, chemtrails or happy trails? <laughs> oh, God. Which would I rather deal with? Yeah. <laughs> gotta go with chemtrails. <laughs> Seriously. At least I can't see chemtrails. They don't exist. I'd rather be sprayed than like, you know. Beat over the head with the same fucking sin. Adam, did you see the latest thing that he did in the group chat? No. Oh, he, he always just sends us these excerpts, his excerpts of his messages with the first women. Excerpts? And it doesn't make any, like, we have no this fucking not context. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? And it's just like, dude, I'm so cool. Like, he doesn't even let us know if he he's the blue one or the no, gray one. We've like, already, already talked so much shit on <laughs> this. He, he, he crops out the really lame message that he sent first, asking her for, like, could you just please give me, like, some credit on my dick <laughs> consumption? <laughs> Gosh. Anyway. We your, love you, but we hate you. <laughs> so much. We really, we really love you. Ugh, all right. <clears throat> In a hateful way. <laughs> What's the first shotgun thought? If you lose your penis and your balls. Mm. I just watched a movie about this the other day, too. And you get aroused. Where does your blood go? Can you get aroused? You get, I think, I think you, it just gets warm down there. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, yeah, he doesn't know he has balls and dick. Um, what's I? Um, I don't know. I, like, can you still get horny? I I, I think, feel like well, you I do think without t- testosterone. You have it's uh, a little bit different mm. without testosterone. It's probably no, a but you're bit still different. getting your testosterone. How TRT supplement? Of course, you can get it. Okay, take the testosterone supplement, but where's it going? That's what I'm asking. To your muscles, bro. 
Maybe you it's just going buff, your muscles. You could be a CrossFitter. <laughs> so you, so you, apparently your blood goes to your arms. <laughs> can you come without coming? What? Yeah, uh, I cannot. Like, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Edging, right? That's, I, that's I've like watched some Apple. Yeah, America. would you ever get the release? I've watched American Pie Part Two. I know how to fucking because I mean, well, like, like you're getting the release in your hand. Like you would have endorphin? to. You would like have to end up like just getting it can make it make it a vagina. Just oh, you don't You don't know if you identify as a man. You don't well, know what you're, about... You're, you're a dude with a fucking about pussy. Tantric oh. release. What about tantric release? I don't know what that is. Ah, get the wait, fuck out of here. Wait, wait, hold on. I don't know what that is. It's it, all about yoga or something. Oh, <laughs> tantric That's where your blood goes. Release? Yeah. Oh, you said it really fast. Oh, okay, tantric release. I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. You, you said like, tantric release. Mm, okay, mm. Yeah. <laughs> Catch your release. <laughs> So that was, a, that was, I mean, that's a weird one. Like, come on, there's a shotgun thoughts for a reason. Next one. That's a good one. <laughs> you can either pay for porn and jack off how many times a month, however many times you want a month, or you save that porn money and bang an escort, but it's only every, like, Escort. Uh, no, porn. Two I already months, pay for porn three now. Months, maybe? I pay for porn now, so. I do the escort because I don't, I don't fucking watch porn that much. I don't pay for porn. I don't pay for porn either. Why would you pay for porn? I'm with you, Adney. I'm going escorts all fucking day. Constantly jacking it. <laughs> I watched all the videos, Chris. No, you didn't. When you watched, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you fucking didn't. He watches them faster than they can pump them out and upload them onto the fucking website. I'm writing the website, going like, "When's the next one coming out?" Huh? <laughs> I need new material. My new material. I have fucking forty bookmarks on my fucking computer, and they're all porn websites, Chris. <laughs> Super true. <laughs> <laughs> I go. With the, I definitely. I go with the escort. Escort I'm all pay, day. I'm not paying for porn. Ever. Escort all day. I am never. So paying I have for a little porn. bit more respect for my girlfriend. So I'm gonna go with porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus oh my god! Yeah, why? My girlfriend is picking the fucking escort. Pick a better. Oh, we Lord. can't have golden girlfriends, oh. Chris. All right. Golden girlfriends <laughs> who hate good entertainment. She's mocha. <laughs> She's mocha brown, bro. <laughs> 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 she is though. She's a fucking vento latte or whatever. Vento <laughs> latte. Starbucks. I don't know. Venti. <laughs> Starbucks. I'm just naming. That, that was your backup on Starbucks. <laughs> I don't know the drinks. Those fucking stupid drinks. Your name is sizes venti. Fucking. Oh, this one's kind of fucked. This one's kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> man, some of these I'm like, man, I don't, these oh, ones didn't come. It all right, this. <laughs> Uh, would you rather see your fucking brother get killed or your best friend? Fuck My- you. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up. Quite- There's shotgun thoughts for a reason. All right? That's not a It's a fucking machete this is thought. Sophie's <laughs> choice. Fuck yeah, you. that one kind of felt Shotgun like thought? Huh, yeah, okay. Some of, those, like, some of them I write when I'm really drunk. Some of them I write when I'm really trying. That one seemed like I was really trying. Fail. Try oh, to have Chris. a brother and then you will yeah. you won't ask that question. Dick. Okay, if you had to choose born in Brazil... Or born in China? Born in Brazil. Actually, born in China. No, no, born in Brazil because China, you're going to have a hard time fucking the one female that they have there. You're right. Yeah, Brazil. (laughs) You're probably going to die at 16, but you will have had gotten laid. That's true. I'm going with Brazil for a completely different option because I'm going BJJ since I'm 10 years old and I'm going to be the next prodigy. Well, I'm going to be getting BJs, Jay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a BJ. Uh, those Brazilian women, man, some of them. Yeah, they're shaking around. I'm saying. They're all fine. Exactly. And some of them, though. Well, okay. Their bodies are, though. Stop, 90%. Stop assuming things, Chris. That's uh, fucking... Stereotypes stereotypes for a reason. Most surprised <laughs> dead. <laughs> um, 
Would you be more surprised from dying from? <laughs> wait, if I'm dead, I'm gonna be surprised. I'm gonna be surprised that I died. This <laughs> one's all fucking the wordage is all. Oh, I'm trying to. Yeah. <laughs> that death really caught me off guard. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's the category. Then it's either um, by skydiving or bungee jumping. But would you rather die more? Like, which would be more surprising to die from? Yeah, I'd rather skydive than bungee jumping. No, no, jump not, no. Which one would be more surprising? I think the more surprising one for me personally would be bungee jumping me too. because you trust that bungee. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's surprising. Whereas skydiving, you kind of know shit could go wrong. Bungee jump, you assume. But you have a backup shoot. You don't have a backup rope. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And you don't know how far you're well, going you to die also, You could also get it at the very end of the bungee where it's about to suppress and it's about to go back up and it snaps right there. And if you're only about 10 feet or so from the from the ground, all, you're money right there, yeah. You're going to break several legs, but... <laughs> you're alive. Several legs, more than two. <laughs> <laughs> I broke all my legs. <laughs> Who the fuck's leg is that? <laughs> oh, if you're David Bowie, it's three legs. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Money! Throwback! A full circle everything that we've ever said on the podcast! <laughs> Holy shit! I'm all about closing loops! Chekhov's <laughs> gun! Chekhov! Oh, Looper! Chekhov's gun! God damn! Saving Bowie jokes! <laughs> Alright, I'm bringing it back. Uh, would you rather grow old with Alzheimer's or CTE? What's CT? Uh, concussions. Like, you don't remember anything. Oh, concussions. You can get the meeting. You can oh, also... Wait, hold on. No, I'm thinking wait, about it's, it's the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah, <laughs> same thing. Here's the thing. Like, Except one's not a headache. <laughs> Alzheimer's, that's huh. very specific. It's like, that means, like, Alzheimer's, you kill it, but, like, with CTE, it causes depression. It causes outbursts, like, a lot of anger. Um, it can do a lot of different things. It covers a lot of ground. Whereas Alzheimer's, is just You like, could you be know. happy for getting shit. Oh, fuck that. I'm getting Alzheimer's. With Alzheimer's, you get to meet new people every day, homeboy. That's <laughs> the best fucking part. Haven't you seen the notebook? It's the one. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we saw... That's Wait, so do I get to fuck Ryan Gosling? <laughs> if so, I want Alzheimer's. No, you get, to, you get to fuck the old version. <laughs> you, don't get to, you don't get young guy. <laughs> Isn't that the guy from like Twelve Angry Men or something? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and the old lady from Polly. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what a pull. They should remake that with like a Jersey Jersey ass bird. <laughs> My name's Polly. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking bird. So what? <laughs> Donkey fucking bird. Kid. Where's your fucking Pepsi can? <laughs> Get it? The girl's in the Pepsi commercials. Oh, I got it. <laughs> so good. Oh man. You're saying if you could. <laughs> oh no! Never mind. Never mind. Uh. Either alien probed through your butt or getting raped in jail. Um, alien probe. Alien probe. You get Hands to go home. down, bro. You get to go home after Do I get you don't know that? Do I get the zip? How do you know that there are people that have been just taken and didn't why, why would they probe you if they're not going to experiment more? Because they're going to keep okay, experimenting. Okay, they're going to put you okay. in a tank and then they're just okay. going to constantly but still, probe you. Okay, still, listen. Even if the alien probes you and you don't get to go home, you get to zip around the galaxy. If you get raped in jail and you don't get to go home, you get raped by other dudes in jail. Because <laughs> now you're the person to get raped. Yeah, I'm but gonna... I can stop getting raped in jail. Whereas How? If you're shitting all, shitting an all alien yourself? captive, you're going to continuously get... They're never going to kill you. Eventually in jail, I can figure out a way okay. to die. No, you're wrong. Because how do you know aliens probe anal, anal buttholes? 
Because I, always, I mean, that's, that's they a always point. Because they always come back. They always drop them off and they tell everybody But you don't know that because there could be people that have been taken away that have never just come back. And they're shot. just missing. There's a chance you can come home and just be a really weird guy. They drop you off in a cornfield. Now you have a story to tell. Yeah. You got a great... Ain't no sex yeah, story but either now, way, really. I'm going for death. I'm going for broke. You have these superpowers, rape. dude. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Super. That's how fucking got him. <laughs> the Power Ranger started. Oh, uh, you know you know you your Power Ranger, Ranger Lord, I mean, bro. You'd, you'd probably be the Yellow Ranger, but <laughs> <laughs> he'd be the Black Ranger because <laughs> he's native. All right. <laughs> That doesn't even make sense. Make sense that would make him the Red Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> oh, man. If you could, would you work for Area 51, NASA, or be like one of Elon Musk's boys? Musk. Yeah, Musk all day. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm Area 51. All day. <laughs> It took a minute for it to hit me. <laughs> no, I mean, I would hella gangster with it. Musk. Musk all day, homie. Oh, God. That was so stupid. <laughs> hey, man, he's like doing important shit. Damn, fucking. He's doing all the cool stuff. He's doing all the cool inventions. Trying to colonize. Yeah, yeah, one does the cool stuff without us knowing. Okay, okay, Trying so to colonize Mars. First time thing. NASA, they got no funding. They're, they're fucked yeah. right now, okay? They're like getting shit on like left and right. Fucking Area 51, we, that, those are all fucking, like, theories. You don't know what you're doing. It's not Independence Day. Oh, I guess I should have said <laughs> NASA was it's real. It's not all Independence Day, You're not going to be saying welcome or to Earth. Area 51. That's not, not you. Hey, you champ. You're not going to be giving fucking computer viruses I'm to aliens shit. I'm not going to be punching aliens either. Mac point oh. You're not going to be screaming. Oh, what if they're all aliens? Damn, throw that green shit at me. You're not going to be screaming that. <laughs> Whatever. Today, <laughs> we celebrate yeah. our Independence Day. Like, I'm back. Is Chris going to say it. that after he gets anal probed? <laughs> All right. Wait, that goes hand in hand with the when anal the aliens, <laughs> When the aliens took him, they abused him sexually. Oh, I have what is trap pussy on here. What is trap pussy? <laughs> what is that, a fucking Jeopardy answer? <laughs> no, no, here's what trap no, 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 trap pussy's a real thing because trap pussy is like the best. Educate. It's like the best pussy you've ever had. At least top five. It's an amazing. But the it, the girls attached to is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Keep telling us, Adney Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> what is trap pussy? Oh, man. And she's like, either she's a nightmare in a million different fucking ways just or you know just that's all it could be just make your life miserable but you like but you're trapped now because it's the best pussy you ever gonna give up that pussy no you're not you're gonna go through that shit for at least a few months what i got trapped pussy <laughs> I got trapped <laughs> that was so many plurals bro <laughs> how many right. is it cheating if it's a robot nope <laughs> <laughs> no, because bitches would be cheating all the time with their dildos. Only Move if, on. Only if it's yeah, there you go. <laughs> only if it's choppy. That's the only way it's cheating. But if it doesn't have sentience, all you're doing is masturbating. Oh, that's, that's all. Funny. It's a masturbatory aid. If a bitch can have a giant fucking dildo that's staring you deep into your eyes, letting you know who the fucking captain is, <laughs> then you get to fuck a robot who's actually going to give you a 25er. Oh, a real 25er, too. Yeah. With a nice firm grip. Yeah, it cleans up after herself. <laughs> if you bang it, <laughs> if you bang it, her mouth, it won't complain about good TV. 
<laughs> She'll watch so many snickets. <laughs> She'll watch. She'll appreciate Friends. Game of Thrones. Shit. She's that robot, gonna... I mean. <laughs> She'll watch fucking SpongeBob for all she cares. If you bang a hermaphrodite, are you gay? No, I'm not. If it, has, <laughs> no, it has both, right? Hermaphrodite is, is both. Wait, uh, wait. Both stop pre-op. No. No, wait. You're, you're going trans. into trans no, I'm now. We're talking about a hermaphrodite. Somebody you're, who identifies You're half a fag. You're half a fag. That's why they came up with that. That's how they came up with that shit. Joey Diaz says you're half a fag, you fucking hermaphrodite. Because. Oh, shit. You're right. You're half a fag, bro. Move on. You're fucking right. You're half a fucking fag. That is, I'm sorry. That's yeah. the answer. <laughs> a plus, <Yeah>. motherfuckers. Goddamn <laughs> <laughs> kids have a fag. over here, fucking trans. So Joey's uh, premise was around the same thing. It wasn't the exact joke. I can't remember exactly even where. Uh, where did it even come from? Do you remember? No, half a fag is like Italians. I heard one. I heard one bit. I don't from, remember uh, what's his name. I don't remember who said it, but they were all like. You know, what's half a fag? Spears. I'll tell you what half a Spears. Black guy. Yeah, yeah. That's Harry what it was. Spears. Harry Spears, yeah. You, you, know, you, oh. you meet a guy, you take him home, he, he, you know, he puts you, your dick in his mouth, and then you say, you know what? This ain't for me. You're half a fucking fag. Because <laughs> <laughs> he hung out with a bunch of Italians growing up, and yeah. Harry Spears talked about it. He's fucking, dude, his stand-up is oh, really good. This one's specific. How many times have you shit yourself? <laughs> <laughs> the only reason this is funny is because we have a friend who shits himself regularly. So. Yeah, he should not be named out of me. Hey, let's, let's, um, let's go. Okay, for, we'll go first. Let's, uh, how many times have you shit yourself in the past year? Oh, just I got a past good, year. Can we just tell one shit yourself story real quick? Wait, hold on. I don't have a shit yourself story. Well, then you're going to be Do left you? out. I have, I have, I have a shart. A shart. That still counts. Okay. That yeah. counts. Bitch. So mine, no, I'm thinking like not like an actual like a whole turd, but like a salt. Like mine was like a, like a little poop. I know Adam's getting like nuggets. Okay, my <laughs> my story is a game changer. So shoot. Okay, we're uh, gonna end it on the poop right here. <laughs> end it on the poop. Mine in your I, book. Yeah, the, I've only shit my pants once, and it was on my fucking 21st birth week after we had been boozing like fucking crazy for like three days straight, like barely a minute sober, eating gross-ass pizza and hot wings just fucked up and destroyed. And we were at the cave. Fucking, uh, Adam oh, and Adam's, dad. We were at the oh. fucking cave. And we, I was like waiting for Adam or something and like we couldn't go upstairs. Could, there was no bathroom anywhere, basically. because We had a shit in buckets back then. Yeah, and I, but we were like locked outside. So I'm like sitting there and like I'm like just so crazy fucking hungover, just like, oh my God, dying. And then like I go to fart and like I fart, but then stuff comes out. And it's like just wet. It's just gross as fuck. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. And I ran me in the bushes and I fucking took off my pants hell bad. Hey, Patty's up here taking a shit. <laughs> and like I was like, grab my underwear and fucking like like the part of my underwear that was clean, I wiped my ass. Like, Dude. <laughs> 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 Threw it in the neighbor's trash can. Hey, Katie, get out of here. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! That's a fucking dumbass name. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it just because of all these stories that I've heard. I will not. I'll shart. I'll give you a shart here and there. <laughs> but like, oh, that's the name of the fucking fuck. I'll give you a shart here and there. <laughs> that's so fucking good. <laughs> Stupid. Oh man. Brutal. But yeah, to threw that so away and then just put my pants back on with commando. Hey, at least you threw him away. Adam's that type of guy. I don't. know. <laughs> these are still fresh. I've only shitting these twice. 
Hey boy, don't be doing He would he would yell at his kids, but like he would reuse diapers if he had a child. <laughs> What's wrong? You only shit them. You know, back in my day, I was <laughs> the motherfucker was with the girl when he shit his pants last time. This is she still came back here, and she was sitting on the couch. We watched a fucking Jean Claude Van Damme movie together. That she was there when he shit his pants. Yeah, I she took the to, picture. Dude, okay, well she's then, the one who took the picture. Like at that point, at that point, it's game. <laughs> like, yeah. it worked. Yeah. He literally shit his pants, brought the That's whole like the ultimate challenge. The girl, <laughs> and, he, and he passed. What a fucking champion! What a fucking warrior, dude. dude that's why. That's why you're the champ, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> That's short, champ. <laughs> oh my gosh! Ooh, okay, how'd you pull that shit off? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Hanging around with Susie too much. Uh, what's up? Go ahead, go ahead, Chris. No, dude, I don't have one. You got a short story? Tell your short one. Um, what from what I remember, <laughs> I, like. It's Allegedly. not a story. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was asking Shit. you guys. Mine's not like a story. Like from what I remember, I was around work. It was around work. I was like, "Oh, I think I got a poop." Uh, oh no, it's a fart. <coughs> oh, whoop! Fucked up a little bit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up a little bit. <laughs> and then, then that was that. See, mine's not not big of a story. And that was literally like the only time. And then after that, like I, I've sharted myself one time. All right, so, and then all I get is stories about you, Adam. <laughs> Shitting himself, yeah, and like that's a regular thing. And then and then he proposes it to us like everyone does that. He Wait, hold on. Super normal. <laughs> is shitting yourself normal? Am I an, am, am I the uh, everyone the, has the unicorn one story. right now? Okay, that's fair. Everyone has one story. Like girls, Every, it's and like Spider Man. Everyone gets one. <laughs> yeah, no, Adam has ten. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I me, saw like, it happened, like my ex that I was with for years. Like at her, I was with her when it happened. Oh no way. Yeah. The yeah, booty dude. that you love so much? <laughs> Ugh, that'd be hard for me. It was the funniest fucking thing ever. Ray, you cannot shit hilarious. yourself around me. It'll ruin Because we've already been together for fucking years and living together and People shit. People are not so, allowed to shit like, themselves around you because be, like, of at, fucking chicken pot pies. Dude, <laughs> yeah, dude! We were at that point where like I'd be in the shower, then she'd go into the bathroom and poop. Like it was So it wasn't like a that's huge growth. It wasn't like we just started dating. And yeah. weird. No, that's fair. But still, bitch, you can't hold your shit. Yeah, you got problems. It was like, it was like one time. It wasn't Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always uh, Adam fucks us up because it's an it's a twice a year occurrence for Adam. Yeah, it's bad. More than twice that. a year. At least. That on. that's giving him some. He's a lot of credit. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, what do you got? It's been twice this year so far. <laughs> I know it's, we were sixteen days in. <laughs> <laughs> Great start, Adam. Uh, oh, <laughs> All right, You're going so for that world let record. Let me take you back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, the champ. <laughs> the champ is here. He's the shit champ. <laughs> hey, how come you can't be complimenting me on how much I've been shit my pants? His <laughs> blender is showing you peas. Nah, he's just showing you browns. <laughs> I love that he's the healthiest eater, quote unquote, and then he's shitting his pants the most. You gotta get the old No, he would contribute that to his healthy eating. Yet Joe has came out and said that he's only shit himself once in the past five years. He, I, that was actually a recent podcast. I don't know why uh, that retained uh, my information. Maybe because <laughs> I have a person that's constantly shitting himself. Yeah. Anyways. All right, so let me take you guys back to 2009, all right? I'm a young chap. I was working at Roxy. Uh, I went and drank with Craig and Jake in the night before. We got fucked up. And I skateboarded to work the next day, hungover as fuck, bad. 
I change into my clothes upstairs. I go downstairs. I'm setting up the line, and then I take the elevator. No, you know what? I didn't even change into my clothes yet. I was taking. The, I went to work. I was taking the elevator up to go change, and as I'm going up the elevator, I feel a fart coming on. So I fart, and I get a fucking seriously like three cups of water just oh. rush. Wait, down time my out. Leg. You use the elevator even when you're not moving carts. What? You're a piece of shit. No, 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 not that elevator. It's the elevator inside Roxy. There's a personal one. <sighs> to go upstairs, that's where the prep kitchen is. Piece of shit. Yeah, that's a piece of shit. Oh, I know, I know what elevator you're talking about, yeah. So not a piece of shit. Okay, <laughs> um, can so she yeah, start a stick? I fucking fart, and right when the elevator oh, opens, I feel heart. a rush of water come down my leg, and I'm like, fuck, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I am completely fucked. I run to the fucking changing room. I fucking go in there. I ask them for stuff. I have to throw away my fucking pants and my boxers, change, get out of my socks, wear just my shoe, just fucking normal feet. <laughs> you change your socks. Yeah, it went down my oh. leg. It was water everywhere. I had to clean out my shoe. So I had to, cl- Chris, I had to clean out my shoe, throw away he my- He got in his shoes, champ. <laughs> throw away my pants and my boxers and wear my work clothes. And when I went home, I had to take my pants from work. And Dude, my shoes I had to on. hold. That's not that bad. Taking your uniform home from work is bad. The shitting in your shoes. Yeah. That's a fucking stretch. I shit in my shoes. <laughs> that's what happened. So it was a crazy your shoes thing. up. Yeah, I filled my shoes up. Did you put your shoes on after? No. I cleaned them out and then I walked them home carrying them. Fresh shoes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It was bad. It was fucking full water. Dude, full I would have just water. like, I just would have right there on the elevator. I free balled it all day. Good for like, you. Like, dude, come on. I know oh, you're you still do. cooking, huh? That's ah, great to know. You know. Great to know. His, his this is just rubbing against is, the inside of his armor. This is the people that you have cooking at your five-star restaurants. Yeah, they just shit their pants, and then they shit it in their shoe. And now they're walking around without a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> at least is isn't, you know, smart crystal meth. Don't me, give me by the hand. I'm done. Dude, I'll take crystal meth over <laughs> Oh, come with me, Timmy Body. Would you rather you <laughs> shat? He's shitting his pants. Like this day, like the day, the day that you go in, he shat his pants. Meth over. was crushing up meth on the fucking floor to snort it. God damn, that's gross. What do you got for us? So this week on Stevie shit his pants. A million little pieces. So this week that drug addict book wasn't that? The thing? Uh, in little pieces. Yeah, it was the drug out of the fake one. Nailed it. So for, for <laughs> this week, I got a series of 13 children books. Uh, oh, Lemony Sniggets! How dare a you? A series of unfortunate events. Hey, Chris said you read it, so why not, why not, why not throw it out there? So a series of unfortunate events of 13, chil- 13 children Dude, novels by Lemony Sniggets, the pen name of American author Daniel Handler, <laughs> which follows the turbulent lives of Violet, Klaus, and Sonny Baudelaire. After their parents' death in a fire, the children are placed in the custody of a murderous relative, Count Olaf. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. The whole parent aspect that they were... That kind of fucked me... Those are the parents, right? They made it seem like it wasn't their parents. Yeah, at but the end, it they made it seem like it wasn't. But it is. But it parents. might. No, it, it is. It could be, but it is. Uh, see, that's but the whole thing. About Will Arnett that's the and whole thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing, the, like the entire Batman. series. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> who attempts to count Olaf, who attempts to steal their inheritance and later orchestrates numerous disasters with the help of his accomplices as the children attempt to flee their clutches. And the books are A Series of Unfortunate Events by Lemony Snicket's the author Daniel Handler. 
And that's going to end it for the alcoholic. This is a fucking money episode. Money. Fucking money. It's condensed. Uh, it's condensed and fucking good. Uh, I shit my pants. Like a Canelo Alvarez hook. <laughs> this whole like shit in your pants episode. I can't believe we ended. I'm really gonna put we end the show by talking about times we shit ourselves. <laughs> Cause that's fucking hilarious. Oh man. It's pretty good. You can find us all yeah. everywhere. Sometimes the same places we've always been saying. Sometimes what Chris sorry, my bad. No, that's fine. Right. You can find us on Instagram. You can find I us think on I, Facebook. I think I would take a crystal meth Rate smoking chef. And review. Oh making my food over a shit. Have myself. you been around yeah. someone who's like strong Rate on crystal and meth? Review us on iTunes, rate and review. We've kind of plateaued. And if you can cook, I feel like you're microdosing. Because you're. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can cook and you're fucking around, then you're kind of got figured out. Oh. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'd much rather. I like chefs that do math. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I'd rather have a chef that does math instead of a chef that's addicted to a cocaine. <laughs>